Hey, boy, by the time I get to the bottom of this daiquiri, that's my ass tapes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> bike. So, wait, these motherfucking Indians are still mad? What? This shit that. Hey, man, I was going to say the commander still sounds racist. I'm sorry. No, nah, they, they say, say command cheese. That's the rank. No, nah, they don't care about that. They say they want an apology still. I don't give a fuck. I think they were gonna get that now. Like, hey man. And Snyder's like, you see, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Motherfucker's <laughs> <laughs> well, never satisfied. Alright. There's my Craig. <laughs> no motherfuckers say my that shit is always right. funny. Like my aunt was over here with me today. My direct aunt, my mom's sister, and my grandma's sister called her and was like, hey, my niece. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to, with all due respect, this is Chef. Damn, what did I say? You was a little too fast on the with all due. Welcome to what what all due. Let me try it again. Doodoo, bro. (laughs) Welcome to, with all due respect, this is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, uh, be sure to subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Uh, just keep on continuing to support. Uh, support us. Uh, just support us, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> episode one fifty eight. This nigga's tra- Hey, boy. What with the white voice? What up? Five thousand outside Florida. It's your boy J Joe. Yours, mine's. Hours. What's that from? We can do this for hours. Eat shrimp and take showers. That song, that's on Instagram that they watch. That hours and hours song? Yeah. It's not hers and hers like somebody thought it was. Hey, I definitely thought it was hers and hers when I first saw it. I mean, hers and hers would have been a good guess because niggas don't fuck with consonants. Right. So, I mean, vowels, vowels rather. Yeah. Oh, well, you missed the ding, and you agreed with the nigga. Yeah, I did. But I fixed <laughs> it immediately. And it said consonants. Like, it was all <laughs> wrong. The constinations? It's not consonants. It's constant. It's consonants. I've been saying it wrong for 41 years. It's a consonant? Yes. Consonants. Yeah. You fucking with me. It's a consonant? Yes. Yes. I've been it's saying like consonants like... and no one said nothing. Nobody fuck with me. That's they was laughing at your ass. That's why. They were <laughs> yeah, busy laughing. They was laughing at me for like three years. That's because that's how they say it in Gary. You don't understand. And <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the animals. Right. They can say straight yeah. consonants. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I hella thought it was consonants. Anyway, we didn't pod last week. It's it's cool. It was my fault. I think it was my fault. You think? It might it might not be my fault. All three of us was on the pod waiting for you. You don't show up. Then the next day you hit the group meet talking about I don't know cobbler nineteen. Like you didn't just do a no call no show. Um. So we don't get it. We don't understand. 
You owe us an apology. You owe the fans an apology. Not even the fans, just the listeners. Some people might not even be fans. Yeah. Anyway, listen. I'm a bad yeah. Like consonants. All right. They just listen to hate. Some people hate listen, but yeah. Um, shout out to the hate listeners. I'm not apologizing to you. I, I, I ain't apologizing to nobody. I mean, you shouted them out though, so that was good enough. Fair enough. How are everybody doing? Nope. Great. Awesome. Outstanding. Hey, so I know I noticed Wood been pushing back on how you've been doing. Can we re? Can we, I mean, we it's it's time to revisit the poll. It's fair. Okay. Let's All revisit right. the poll. It's been about a year. And let's um, re-up this year um, because niggas do care about our lives. But I will. No, I'm not doing I that will. shit. I'm not even opening the shit back up. I did that shit for a year. We took that shit to a poll. I'm done with it. And the poll say yes. Fuck that poll. Oh. When you grow hey. your hair back? Who you talking to? You. I, my hair's never been this long, man. I grew my hair out. That's why. Yeah, that's what I mean. I've been growing it out for a minute, man. I like the way he got you to talk about some stuff. I yeah. like that. Yeah, Way he to did. go, Chef. He did. He did. That was a real cool sneak. Sneak. I got, you saw how I did. I never there. been as dope as me. I, I, got, like I, got product, I got products and everything, Chef. First time ever in my life. So yeah, yeah, I see the curliness. What, what products do you use? Just out of curious. What is it? Uh, just out of curiosity. I'm sorry. Ding. Just out of curiosity. Uh, what is it? Shea Moisture? What is it? Curl Smoothie or whatever it what, is? Uh, what brand? Shea Moisture is yeah, the brand. Shea Moisture is the brand. Um, yes. Moisture, you say oysters too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was a uh, so I do have some Shea Moisture shampoo. Now that you mention that, um, but my homegirl, Doctor Tony, was uh, she plugged me on the Uncle Funky's daughter. It's kind of straight, Frank. but they Uncle Funky's daughter, but uh, they have several products like. I feel like it's like six, seven, eight or more, but some are straight and some are not so straight. So you just kind of have to find. And she gave me her list, and then I happened to find this little uh, like kit that had like ten of them in there from Target, I think. And then I was like just cycling through them because each one is for a different thing. And mm-hmm. um, I found a few that work for me, but hey, they sell them specifically at Target. Yeah, my my hair get ashy. I need something to keep it moisturized. <laughs> so, pro tip, not really a pro tip, but um, they sell something at Sally's called Finishing Spray. Dang. And it's like a little light washing type of situation. Now we back. That shit is straight. And it comes in like a, a little small can about that big. And it's uh, a shit with like a dollar. I'm hey, gonna man, go over hey man, y'all are boring the niggas who, hit, who shit don't grow no more. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are ostracizing me on the goddamn podcast. Good, but shit don't what? Work. No, you could. You Ostrich, could use ostracizing me. Ostracizing? It's sizing. How big? Like, but you can start with ostrich, <laughs> though. Like a bird. I did. Okay. I just said it wrong. Ostracizing. It's cool, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad y'all shits are still growing and, you know, y'all are flourishing in the follicle department, man. Shout out to you niggas. Right on. So it is Black History Month, man. Um, 
favorite time of the year. I know he Shout usually... out to Frederick Douglass. This shit grew till he died, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think shit was sweet. Shout out to Harriet Tubman, who kept a nice, sweet um, set of cornrows the whole time while she was saving us from slavery. Shout out to her. She had good hair, too. But um, Harriet Tubman had good hair? We're not gonna do, we're not gonna do that on Black History Month. And you've never seen Harriet Tubman with cornrows. I tried to ignore it and just. No, I I swear I was thinking, but I was reading an email for work, and then I was listening. And I'm like cornrows. No, I swear five thousand does everything else but participate in the podcast. It's a man. This nigga be like, I'm a oh. one man fucking wrecking crew. Okay, if I don't read them, bitches, who's gonna read them? Like, oh, podcast time. Let me take out this TurboTax and, and put some shit in. <laughs> I mean, she itemizes while I'm at my laptop. <laughs> Niggas battling this, balancing this checkbook. Uh, no man, Harry Tubman. Harry Tubman always had a, a, a headscarf on. So, but what, what do you I mean, a bandana headscarf? Under the bandana, usually be a sweet thing of cornrows. I'm speculating. That's that's what we need a poll of. What's under these bonnets? Like me and my aunt was talking about that today. I got a chance to um, hang out with my aunt today. <clears throat> and um, we were riding, and we saw this girl <laughs> like, speaking through the parking lot with a bonnet on. And then so that opened up a conversation on bonnets. But I was uh, I was thinking, like, public bonnets aren't really protecting a hairstyle or anything. I think it's kind of like a cap, which is fine, like a bad hair day situation. There's no, there's no issue with that, but... Why not just grab like a little cheap hat versus a bonnet? I feel like the hat is more versatile. You get more bang for your buck. I think it depends on how big the bonnet is, though. Like if it's a big old bonnet, I mean they got a lot of hair. They got to they trying to hide. No, some women yeah. got baggy bonnets, bro. Some women got baggy bonnet, but the baggy bonnets. Oh man! Ding. <laughs> Damn. Ding, 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 <laughs> it's a call back to the last episode. Oh, we got another call back. Salvation Army. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I haven't seen them out lately, but we'll say that for the Christmas episode. I definitely saw their fucking ass out for Christmas. They make eye contact like shit now, boy. They see your ass from the parking lot and be like, hey, boy, I'm they be going out through the service entrance and all kind of like sideways doors and trying to right. avoid. Damn, dog, you stared me down from the fucking from the fucking garbage can, eh? <laughs> oh nah, bro, they got oh, me. Like, I'm coming in. Doors. <laughs> Chef, are you saying corn rolls or corn rolls? Corn rolls. Be careful, huh? Be careful, huh? You said it corn rolls. <laughs> Like rows of corn. I know okay. that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh. I know I was wrong about consonants, but they say, they say be careful. Be careful. <laughs> be careful <now>. <laughs> <laughs> I got down that. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So, it's Black History Month, but we usually do something special to celebrate. Like, we usually, like, I know last year we had black businesses owners come in and talk to us. Uh, we did different sorts of things. Um, We've done different things over like each year to kind of celebrate. We like had little known Black History facts that JJ would read. It'd be, it's always something different, so we probably need to think through what we want to do. 
Brad, I was Dude. wondering where you were going to land with this. <laughs> we probably break. Let's, let's do. Let's do more dark, black yeah. business, businesses, man. Okay, that's cool. All right, so cool. So for the next episodes, we'll be bringing out um, some uh, some additional black business owners to tell us about their what they do, and hopefully, y'all can support them uh, throughout the month and the rest of the year and whatever. <clears throat> All right, cool. Whatever the fuck, you know. So now I get that out of the way. No, 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 it's a good thing. It's positive, so you know. Happy Black History Month. Yeah, man. <clears throat> All right. So um, next on the dossier, now this is this this news came out pretty mixed um, from the crowd, but Rihanna is apparently pregnant uh, with ASAP Rocky. Uh, ASAP Rocky is a rapper. Uh, is ASAP Rocky's baby? <laughs> pregnant with a child. Yeah. The father is ASAP Rocky. No, but you said pregnant with ASAP Rocky as if ASAP Rocky was somehow in vitro. Hey. No, no. We all know he's not. She's pregnant with that nigga. I know. We all, we all know he's not, but you said she's pregnant with ASAP Rocky. She is pregnant with ASAP Rocky. No, she's not. She's pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby. Real quick, I, I'm just asking because I because I don't follow pop culture. I'm not trying to be funny or none of that. She's a singer. Did, did she make a? <laughs> no, did she make a? Did she make? Did she hey make man, a hey statement? Man, he shoot that too because he mad at Just so you know. Yeah, it's good. I don't know, but back. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're like 15 minutes in. Watch this. Watch I was gonna say, I was say, you know, five yeah, stacks don't play please, that jokey jokey shit for long. Please, please don't trip. Don't, don't even trip. Um, anywho, did she make any kind of statement, or was it just a picture that was put out with the jacket on? I think it was just a picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I was just curious about that. I mean, that's what famous people do. They ain't about to be like going into some no, big I ass diatribe. People do. That's what my whole. <laughs> that was the crux. I'm like, I don't know what. Ah, shit. Yeah, you're right. They don't. I mean, usually they just put some sort of crazy picture. They don't go into all the the big the words and be so blessed and happy to da da da. They don't. They don't do that bullshit. Although I don't think that's bullshit. I think that's just well. Was herself. the ASAP Rocky was on the picture with her that she posted? No, she was. Because just... what I what I was turning the corner to was is it confirmed that it's ASAP Rocky, baby? I think he is in some of the I pictures. Think, I think oh, he was yeah. in some of the pictures. Yeah, yeah. and they've cool. been they've been together for a while at this point. Cause I think we didn't put it on the dossier before, but it, I think something leaked that she was pregnant, but. She never said anything about it, so we just didn't move forward with it because it was all hearsay. But um, niggas seem to be like I don't know. It's like women are making a bigger deal from what I saw. Maybe I'm wrong or correct me. Like they made a bigger deal about this than a lot of niggas did. I guess niggas crack jokes like, "Oh man, she's pregnant, so I can't get her pregnant." <laughs> but it seems like women were really taking it. It's a heart that she um, was getting pregnant, uh, that she had, that she's having a child ASAP Rocky, like she could do better. It was interesting. No, nah, it wasn't like that. I, I, I think women are just naturally gay for her a little bit like that. Oh, well, yeah, I saw that too. One of my own girls said she's not all that. She was like, I know this is not popular, but she, <laughs> hold on. I want to tell you exactly what she said. I'll come back to that. Before anything, you need to post a picture of that homegirl for context. That's always important. Because <laughs> um, that says everything. Watching? So, I think it's 
There's a whole lot of like dudes pretending like they were like really upset about it. Uh, I don't think any dude was really like, oh, goddamn, she's pregnant. I thought I had a chance with Rihanna. I don't think it was any of that. I think it was more so jokes on the guy's part. Um, I did, I did see some women who were like generally happy for Rihanna and her pregnancy. Um, I guess they're part of the Navy. I believe that's the the term of uh, niggas playing Wordle over there. That's the term of uh, her fan club, whatever the Navy. But um, I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, if they happy, I'm happy. You know, I, I don't have no skin in the game, no pun intended. But um, you know, gotta be another. Black rich baby during you know Black History Month. Let's celebrate that. So yeah. generational wealth. Yeah, I mean it, it's a big deal. I mean, I think I think Rihanna's is close to like one of the black princesses as you're gonna get. Like, I mean, she's effectively one of the most followed African American women in pop culture. You know what I'm saying? So some people are going to be way over the top because they actually do love her and they cry at night when they listen to her music and shit like that. So some people probably are, you know, touched or whatever by the pregnancy. I'm just happy the motherfucker like is having like a similar Unprotected sex. Oh. No. <laughs> no, no. I like to see like cool famous people live regular lives a little bit and like. Childbirth is something that we can all relate to. You know what I'm saying? Well, we were all born or whatever, but we all know somebody who, our auntie, a sister or something that had a baby. So her having a baby is just, it brings her a little bit more down to earth from like the 100% rich people shit that she does all the time. So it's just cool to see her do that, man. But hats off to her, ASAP Rocky. Uh, if I see that nigga, I'm shooting at that nigga. He'll probably shoot back and kill me, but it is what it is. My homegirl said... Rihanna isn't even pretty to me. She has some oh, sex appeal, but her face fuck. and her ass like a bad face. No, oh, but that's <laughs> how you know. Is, is, there, is your homegirl a listener? Because I don't, I want to see your homegirl. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, think she's listening. I don't know. But why do people say shit like that, right? Like People so, shouldn't say shit like So, like, that, if man. we're writing and we're just not talking about anything, and I'd be like, no, that nigga J.J. was not even that handsome. That means that I think that nigga's handsome. Like, yeah. for you to say okay. something arbitrary like that that nobody even fucking asked you about? And to no, we were say, talking about it. We were talking about it. We were talking about you, Rihanna. You were we talking, were talking about, about Rihanna being pregnant. Right, but you weren't talking about Rihanna being pregnant, being pretty? Yeah, what was that to do with anything? Like, was it in context? Wait, hold on. Let me, let me just go back and see. You was Send us the whole screenshot of it. I was say, you had, the, you, you had that pen that? with you. You had that pen with you. That's your problem. Well, while, while you're doing that, I also heard uh, some similar things about Chef and the last time we potted talking about Lisa Bonet, like who doesn't like Lisa Bonet, but then it goes back to Chef and his colorism and how he doesn't like light-skinned people and some people are, some people like you, but they don't like that aspect about you, Chef. Chef? Chef. Uh, this nigga <laughs> This nigga, Chef doesn't like Lisa Bonet. <laughs> First twenty minutes in, this I is have speech band out. This is like, this is like top five episodes. I mean, like, this is going down. This is going down that classic. This is the ineloquent pie. Especially Here's after I snipe Chef out the roof, like, what is shit going up on the wings? Of, on the wings of love, face ass. But so, so. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair, um, J. Joe. And and my my issue with light skinned women is very deep seated, 
from trauma from um from 1996 so like that's my issue i get it i'm i'm here to own it like if your light-skinned friend whoever they are um wanted to have a conversation i would tell her like this is not your problem this is my problem okay so you realize you have a problem oh yeah for sure but it's not going away and i'm not trying to fix it well that's I sent a screenshot of the conversation to the group meet. Okay. Because I was trying to remember where it started from. Um, oh, but yeah, but I'm, I'm sorry. One more. One more is coming. Go ahead. So, uh, I'm definitely not looking forward to Rihanna's, or Rihanna, if you would, next album because it's going to be trash. So, yeah, I might as well get your ears ready for, like, love Rihanna, like, and like I just had a baby. It's not gonna be good music until oh. ASAP Rocky cheats on her and it's over. So and this single mama, and then that that music is gonna be flames. This friend, right? It's like she said Rihanna isn't pretty to me. She has some sex appeal, but her face, nigga, that's the best part. That's like saying I mean, part. MJ is cool but it's like all that fucking dancing he be doing. Like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, because like, if you think about it, what's the sex appeal come from? Like, the her eyes are pretty sweet. It's, is it the body? It's because she's pretty as fuck. Body. I don't even know if her body's even like... No, I think, I think about sex appeal is more of an attitude. Yes. It's her attitude. It's the attitude mixed with her fucking face. Like it's a lot has a lot to do with her face too. What? Them titties popping. Them titties is popping now. But (laughs) come on, man. Y'all wait. So to say that y'all are basing it like y'all seen some news or something. No, she had I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the group. That one time she had on like this yellow shirt tied up and she was talking about something she was dropping. It might have been makeup, might have been health water who knows but she didn't have a bra on and every time she moved them things would jiggle a little bit everybody out there don't want to talk about but it we've seen the nudes video. though we've seen the nudes oh no but I mean we have seen the nudes oh, oh I was about yeah, to say I was I'm about to say let's not act like we didn't have access to all the materials now I, I, I thought we was going to act like would they smell oh now let's be clear right 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 let's <laughs> see so man we I've seen like a lot of jokes about like Drake and Chris Brown have y'all ever uh, mess with a chick, and then once y'all found out she was pregnant, like it hurt y'all's feelings. Besides Rihanna, I remember there was this chick in college. Don't tell so her. We was don't a, don't, we don't tell her yourself, man. We no no we're, we're cool. It was in college. We were at a house party, <clears> and I remember it was like right before it was like the semester just ended, and I was about to go on internship. I saw her at the house party and she was like real receptive like for the first time in like because she was like a year under us but we've been in, the, in school at this point three years so we know each other for a while but she just seemed really receptive to everything I was saying like she was cracking by laughing louder at, than usual at my jokes um, I wasn't even as funny then I was pretty funny but not as funny and she was just laughing and shit um, she's like hanging on every word, you know what I'm saying? This fucking guy. Like, hold on, hold on, like, hold on, this hold on, fucking guy. Hold on, one second, one second. Uh, five thousand. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Boy, you talking about two young horn? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was. It was I had to reach my. I, I haven't even. 
I, I hadn't even reached my final form you know yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't raw. I ain't had a whip back then. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't rocking the Louis V every day or nothing. But, you know, I was still doing my thing, you know. <laughs> it was so much stuff that was just funny in that shit, though. And it was it was like a constant buildup. Like, in a vacuum, that shit, that part wasn't, like, hilarious like that. But when he was like, like, the semester had just ended. We was at a house party. Like, nigga, them house parties right after the semester end when, like, people still lingering around, everybody ain't went home yet, them right. bitches used to crack. So it was like, it was taking me back. It was somewhere. a good time. Yeah. yeah. No, everybody, everybody was respectful at that point. So, so, right. all right. So what, so what, what is the best party mindset? Fuck it. I failed that shit or fuck it. I finally passed that shit. Like, who is, who is higher at the end of My a semester? Feeling. The nigga who failed or the nigga that passed? I'm going to say, based on that question, it's making me think. And, I mean, it's hard to remember back that far, but I feel like I wasn't never really pressed about it either way. Like, unless I knew, like, unless one of my grades was wrong. Like, if I didn't pass the class, but I knew I wasn't going to pass, then it was like, whatever, I'm not tripping. I've already wrapped my mind around the fact I got to take it over. But it was a... <clears throat> like I don't know it, but it's just you're kicking it and it's a different vibe it's no class tomorrow nothing nobody got nothing to do it's a skeleton crew you know what I'm saying yeah. like now it's just it's a whole different vibe like that before the semester starts and after the semester yeah. ends and me being from Jacksonville it was just like I could breeze in and out whatever cause I'm I could just drive or shit, walk, thumb or ride, whatever. So you basically a local at that point. <laughs> no, that shit was sweet. Especially though. when, especially once you uh not in the dorms and you're not subject to the beat out by a certain date, like, oh, yeah. dog, it's yeah, that's just a whole different atmosphere. And then certain stuff like if it's after the fall, but it's like basketball season, something it might be a game and nobody's on campus. Like it's just different atmosphere. But yeah, and that's what was happening. So she was cool. It was a great time. I was like, yo, I would love to get your number and take you out. Maybe we should like go to dinner or something. And she was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love that. I'm like, sweet. So she gave me her number. We vibing. We go into one of the bedrooms. We just shooting the shit. Nothing crazy. We were just talking at this point. And I was like, you want, I was like, man, I'm, I'm rude. You know what I'm saying? Would you like a drink or something? Like, that, that's I'm rude. Chilling. That's not rude, is it? Huh? To offer her a drink, that I, was I was like, like no, he was saying, I think because he had to offer one. I was being oh, you was being rude. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, that's not rude. I mean, if you yeah. offered some cock off top, that might have been rude, but not, not a drink. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> quick, I, I, I promise to keep the motor running. I thought this nigga had some tang, but that's part of the graphics. I'm like, why is this nigga drinking tang? It's like some tang. <laughs> tang graphics. Good show. Tang is delicious, by the way. Hey, man. Yeah. Did you say if he offered her some cock off top? Yeah, that that's slightly rude. <laughs> that that, hey. that would have been inappropriate even in two thousand. Um, even in two thousand two, I was still in cock up. Hey, would you like some dick or a drink or something? Right. Much? You good? You comfortable? You need some cock or something? No. All right. Cool. Just, <laughs> <Nope>. like, um, <laughs> Just checking. Right, you know. So I offered her a drink and she's like, "No, I can't drink." I was like, "Oh, you're not feeling good or something?" She's like, "No, nah, I'm pregnant, mind you." She had already <laughs> to go on a date. And then knowing that 
was like, oh, no, no. let's get to the good part. Did you still go on a date? Absolutely not. Oh, I didn't even call her. Gosh, to see Why? it through, my boy. You got to see it through, my boy. Y'all some wild niggas. I know it was a toxic time, but fuck that. So I was very disappointed in that whole situation because... You moved I mean, your I like, ticket up? Huh? You, you moved your ticket up after that? I definitely, I definitely started my... I was like, let me start my um, internship early. I'll go and go ahead and get down to Boca and uh, get well, set up good. A chick can't get, like, re-pregnant. A chick can't get re-pregnant, and apparently she wasn't well, showing you know. yet. You don't watch Mario. She wasn't showing. She that's what I'm saying. With two different daddies. Oh, man. That's Martin. <laughs> it ain't, listen. So, have y'all ever had sex with a chick that was pregnant that wasn't your baby in her? Gotch to no. see it through, my boy. No. <laughs> I'll take that. Hello. I have. So, we, no. we had 50% on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> To, to a good number. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Yeah, that was my answer, though. Basically, like that was the closest I've been to feeling some sort of regret. Otherwise, I, that's about it. Yeah. So and you regret not beating? Yeah, I probably should have at the time, like you know, but it just felt weird. Like I just didn't want to be involved. It seemed too complicated because she obviously didn't fuck with her baby daddy or whatever. <laughs> And that just that's able to add a diff, uh, another element of complication. I didn't want to be a part of it. Listen, man. Maybe she did fuck with him, but she was like, damn. It's no, after the semester over. You know right. what I'm saying? It's a skeleton crew. Ain't nobody really out here. Baby daddy gone. Wherever the fuck he live at. Fuck it. I'm slide. I know old boy been feeling me because we knew each other for a minute. You know what I'm saying? We were juniors now. <laughs> You missed it, bro. It's over with, though. It's all good. Fuck that shit. Yeah, 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 definitely. It was, it was, shit happened. But otherwise, I mean, I just don't, I mean, the shit with Drake, like, I feel like Drake next album gonna be sweet because he gonna be expressing that hurt. I heard niggas say he um, followed her and ASAP Rocky on Instagram, which is hilarious. Niggas weird. I know niggas be capable of that type of shit, but shit funny. Well, no, niggas are definitely capable of that type of weirdness, but what's next? Uh, so, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up soon. I'm not talking about that. We'll talk. We'll leave that for the Valentine's Day episode, but uh, the next Versus has been announced. It's going to be Music Soul Child versus Anthony Hamilton. I'm going to say this. I, I, I think I have a pretty good handle of everybody's point of views on music and it's probably going to lean towards Anthony Hamilton. I'm going to... Hold on, don't, don't say that because I thought I used to think that same thing too, but on this podcast, Mary J. Blige is better than Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, no, because so. I'm, I'm going to say just, that... I, I, don't I, make I'm assumptions. I'm a, I'm, I, and the thing is, I'm a big music soul child fan. I know music can't sing. I know it. I know Anthony Hamilton is the superior vocalist. And when it comes down to the live show, <clears throat> I'm thinking Anthony Hamilton's probably going to body him, but I'm going to say that I think Music Soul Child has better songs. Mm-hmm. Nope. And that's going to that's gonna translate well. Nope. In the verses. That's I thoughts. think music has better poppy sort of songs, right? When music gets in his bag... A lot of those songs are like real poppy, like, you know, it's R&B. What was that? Two, early 2000s R&B or whatever it is. Yeah. 
late yeah. 90s, early 2000s. It's got like that poppy, it's got that poppy vibe, a little bit higher tempo. Um, and he really doesn't have to be that that impressive of a vocalist, right? So when I hear, you know, um, what was his what was his big hit? You know what I'm saying? It was like a damn, I forget what the fuck the name of that song. But it was it was a little higher tempo. Anthony Hamilton. No, 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 Music Soul Chop. Music Soul Chop. No, 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 no. Yes, that right there. That right there. Like a little bit higher, you know, a little bit higher tip or whatever. Like that's like a poppy sort of song. He's not really gonna get his shit off with that. But like Anthony Hamilton's gonna come out with some shit like I'm a mess, which really isn't really I'm a mess is somewhat of a B cut. But like that's a you listen to a song like I'm a mess in your car by yourself? Um, nigga, that's definitely uh, on my craft. On my craft yeah. playlist. Yeah. That's what I'm about. Mostly, I don't even know this song. So I'm going to listen to it tomorrow while I'm taking a um, conference call. Nah, you don't you, do it, you, you don't care. You could be sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to I take the physical challenge just because y'all said it. <laughs> <laughs> Charlene makes me emotional. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I met Anthony Hamilton a few years back and, like, met it met him and hung out like we hopped out the car together different well we hopped out of the car at the same time not together but i hopped out of my car he hopped out of his car at the valet at the same time went to the bar just hanging out chilling started chit-chatting i bought around he bought around like i actually hung out with him for like an hour and he's like yeah like we he's really like a real cool dude like that situation and scenario made me think about how people be like, oh, man, I met so-and-so, and they was cool. And, like, you just bumped into them in the hallway or in the elevator at the Marriott or something like that. But, like, I really got to hang out with him. He's a real cool, like, down-to-earth dude. Like, we was just, like, hanging out. And it was crazy because the conversation was flowing – like, if nobody knew either one of us, they would have thought that we had known each other for a minute. But I was meeting one of my homeboys from school, and um, he walked up, and so he was sitting. So it was like me and Anthony Hamilton sitting next to each other. My homeboy sat to the left of me, so I'm, like, in the middle at this point. And then so he was, like, talking, and then Anthony Hamilton had turned around. He was like, wait a minute. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <clears throat> that shit was crazy because we were just like vibing. He thought it was, I guess maybe he thought it was like one of my coworkers or something because I was at work when this shit happened. I was at Charlotte. But um, shit was cool, man. But I actually, actually like both of them. And shit, for that point, yeah, well, nah, I ain't going to say I met music. But I saw him like up close and personal. This two weeks in a row for Mr. I Don't Fuck With Famous People. Right. Uh, you done name drop uh, right. two weeks of in a row. I took, I took like, a shit next to Prince one time. That shit was random, though. I just happened to, like, randomly run into him. <laughs> Nigga whining, boy. Yeah, what? This hey, is the one you're talking about right Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, he started the bitch off. Yeah. What is it called again? I'm a mess. He gets song immediately. Oh, I'm a mess. Right. <laughs> Woo! Right, on top, on top, on top, on top. You motherfucker say you lost your soul, baby. You gotta cry. Right. You start looking out the window and shit. Damn. 
my yeah, shit together. <laughs> hey boy. So who who you uh so officially chef who are you picking? I'm picking music just because I think he's gonna execute some shit. I think he has more. I think he has more hits than Anthony Hamilton. I don't think he's a better singer or artist. I think he's had more more songs. What he's produced more albums. He just produced hell albums. Honestly, I don't know which way this is gonna go because I think Anthony Hamilton can sing anything. Anthony Hamilton can sing anything he fucking wants. Anthony, listen to that one. Anthony, like honestly, the nigga can go up there and say, you know what, I'm not gonna do no songs for my albums. And like okay. go up there and sing like "Twinkle Twinkle Little I Star." Sing some gospel music. No, real talk. Make y'all give y'all like, to the Lord because I'm like y'all niggas. Anthony Hamilton has one of the signature voices. He has a David Ruffin, Teddy Pendergrass, Prince, Johnny Gill sort of voice. Where when you hear the voice, you know who it is before you see the person. Absolutely, like a note or two. You already know yeah. Anthony Hamilton. So it's like he don't really like. If this motherfucker starts singing live, that's great music. I understand you brought your song with you. You got your shit situated. I appreciate you being organized. But this nigga, Anthony Hamilton, nigga, this nigga can literally sing anything. All right, y'all. Y'all know this song. Sing it with me. And just start singing some shit. But no. So, hold on. So, what officially, who do you have? Anthony Hamilton. Anthony. All right. 5,000. Anthony Hamilton. All right. J. Joe's music takes. Alright, so both of them have really good uh, debut albums. Um, Music's second album was Slapping 2 and and so uh, what was Anthony Hamilton's second album? Anyway, um, my issue with music is that he got that ballad love and I hate it when R&B singers get um, like a lot of like um, notoriety from like a ballad because then they keep trying to then they'll just keep doing the same thing so music has tried to chase love with like five other ballads same shit with like John Legend you know what I'm saying like that's all John Legend does is ballads when John Legend's first two albums were slaps you know what I'm saying um, but I definitely listen to Anthony Hamilton more than I listen to music even though music had like I said music had a lot of slaps um, in a versus, if if they're singing live, I don't think anybody can go against Anthony Hamilton. But I just feel like there's more music fans than Anthony Hamilton friends. I'm, I'm not friends, fans. But the but that big Joker is a fucking. If that nigga just starts singing a song, you know, if that nigga just starts singing, uh. Take me to the water <laughs> right, or some shit right. like that, nigga. Like niggas gonna pass out. So, what if you bring that family uh, with him? Is that his family? He sings with the, those are his brothers. The, nah, them dudes. The them dudes. Hamilton songs. Yes. That's his background singers. So what the fuck if he bring them niggas with him and they just start singing shit? Oh no, if he bring uh, no, if he bring the Hamiltons with him, which he probably yeah. is. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Anthony 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 Hamilton. Anthony, he would make me fuck his name up. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's for everybody. That's for everybody. Damn. In the animals. animals. Did y'all ever see his um his uh tiny desk concert? I did. 
Anthony Hamilton? That was like one of my favorite ones. His Tiny Desk concerts the shit. Anthony Hamilton? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he had one. My favorite one currently, having not seen his, is uh, T-Pain's. T-Pain was a good one. That was a great one. That was Tank, a great one. Tank and the Bangers is a good one. Really good one, too. I, I enjoyed that one, too. Yeah, check out. If Tank. you haven't seen, check that one out, 5,000, because they, um, they do Charlene, and then they mash it up with um, The Heart is a House of Love. See? Wait, shit like that. He got the Hamiltons on the uh, Tiny Desk concert? They on the, they on the, they on the Tiny Desk. See, that shit like he, that. Uh, first release that put some respect on it. Is that where that came from, or was that somewhere else? They they didn't do it. Maybe there, I no. did see that shit. All right, I'm gonna check it out. So that's what I'm but saying. Yeah. Like when you can sing, sing like that, the entire playbook is open. Right. Yeah, because when they started singing, "A Heart Is a House Full," I was like, Jesus Christ, these niggas singing. If I if I'm Anthony Hamilton, I really go out there and I sing all music soul child songs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you said soul child crazy a little bit. That nigga might shoot him. <laughs> Where's music from? He from Atlanta somewhere. Where music soul child from? Philly? Oh, yeah. yeah Philly nigga. That nigga definitely gonna have a fire on him. That nigga, that nigga wild. So I don't even try that nigga like that. But. So is that Valentine's other, weekend? Yeah, it's the 14th, 15th rather. It's the day after Valentine's. That's that. That's a busy weekend, bro. Super Bowl is right before Valentine's Day. The day before Valentine's Day. For real? Yeah. Super Bowl's on the 13th. Valentine's Day is on the Monday on 14th. Niggas Super Bowl wilding. No, nah, Valentine's Day as well. Hey, give yourself a round of applause, man. <laughs> right, good answer, good answer. Now the fuse, man. Niggas about to celebrate Valentine's Day on a Monday. Okay. Yeah. So right. Valentine's Day is on a Monday. Right. Yeah, but you celebrating it that Monday instead, like a celebrated, Sunday. Celebrated Saturday. I'm celebrating my shit on the Friday. See, what people don't realize is, man, the the worst food is on Valentine's Day. Yeah, the the true. kitchen yeah, puts yeah, out the worst food on Valentine's sure. Day. The smaller steaks, you know what I'm saying? The cheaper cuts, like oh, fuck that shit. Man. You gotta get that shit early. And they, yeah, they all get you the make a good prefix prefix menu that's you know what I'm saying you gotta get shit that you don't want like yeah. alright here we go yeah like, I, nigga, I didn't come here for a deal nigga I came here for the sweet shit nigga where the wag you, you ever, at nigga right. you ever got uh, caught in the crossfire like you weren't even celebrating Valentine's Day but you like ended up at the restaurant or like you might have been single whatever and that shit was trash cause they can never accommodate that shit like they don't have enough servers or whatever I've never been single Oh, all right. Go ahead, though. That happened in D.C. <laughs> one time. Talk your shit. Yeah. Nah, one nah. time, D.C. restaurant <laughs> week was too sale. close to Valentine's Day for some reason. Something happened. Restaurant week and Valentine's Day were right next to each other. And if you caught restaurant week at the tail end of it, they were in that transition for Valentine's Day. And niggas was like, I didn't come here for this. I didn't come here for this prefix fucking menu, nigga. I came here for the restaurant week shit. So, yeah. Hey, you might be the cheat code. Say what? Spell the cheat code. Rest R aunt. Do the I don't know how to spell it. R E S T A U R A N T. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So that's what. That's one of my. That's one of my words. What you mean, like, spell it again? R E S T A U R A N T? 
Very good. That's it. I was gonna say maybe that Friday idea was a great idea. I was I've been trying to book this one restaurant in Orlando that's really popular, and I couldn't get it at all during that whole weekend. Then I looked at Friday and there was availability, Amen. but they don't have like real seating on available. I know I know the ladies want to do it on Valentine's Day, but never go eat the fucking food on Valentine's Day. It don't be good though. You're right. So it's like the kitchen's too busy. They don't take their time. They know that. They know y'all motherfuckers don't appreciate fucking good food anyway. You're just here to take your old fucking old lady that don't know shit about shit out for Valentine's Day. So fuck it. Throw a fucking hockey puck in front of her with some fucking overpriced mat- mashed potatoes or fucking garlic fucking, what is it, lobster fucking mac and she'll fucking love it. But that shit is trash. Don't do it. She'll love it <clears throat> or she'll hate it and complain and get you a gift certificate for it later in time. No, as long as you buy champagne with it, it's going to be cool. Champagne fixes <laughs> everything. I had to think about this more because if I could book that restaurant, I would be happy because I, I really want to eat there. Okay. That's but, um, yeah, so just keep it with music. Any y'all watch the Jan Jackson documentary? I haven't seen the who? it. who? Jan Jackson. Oh, okay. All right. It slow down. Take the time. Like the Jan the Jackson. <laughs> Y'all, y'all niggas reaching now. Like, oh, I know this, this is the pronunciate podcast. The what? <laughs> pronunciate. Come on. Uh, well, We're going to make it. Wait. We're going to make it to the end. We're going to make it to the end, y'all. The Janet Jackson. Pro- yeah, make sure you pronunciate it. They okay. Don't talk to me. What? <laughs> I mean, he said we're going to make it to the end. <laughs> and then I say, he's like, is it enunciated or not? Right. Come on. Fuck it. Mix it. Either one. Yeah, don't I, I, just mixed them, I just mixed them together. So she I has... A, I always thought they was... Uh, I always thought they was interchangeable. Oh, uh, are we... Never mind. Oh, man. They, they kind of oh, are. They're, they're in the same family. So I just put them together. It's all good. Don't worry about so it. They're, they're not interchangeable. Oh, Okay. She has a, a documentary out about her, so I haven't started watching it yet, and I'm going to watch it because I do love Janet Jackson uh, for several reasons. She's from Gary, Indiana, for one. For two, she she a little hood, um, and I, and let's wait a while. I'm going into Funny How Time Flies When We're Having Fun is like my favorite two songs put together uh, in the album back-to-back, so... Uh, I'm a big fan of hers. I haven't watched it yet, though, but it was like, I know, Wood, you made a good point. If you know Janet Jackson, you know how this, this documentary went. It's going to be talking about her as a child, uh, maybe being abused by her rough-ass daddy, and then it'll go into her getting married young to James DeBarge, and then her um, series of unfortunate, unfortunate events. Unfortunate. What? what? Events. Unfortunate. <laughs> What the fuck is happening today? Unfortunate to have you, girl. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, that was, that, was, that, that, was a, that was a gaffe. But a series of unfortunate events in terms of all the relationships she's had, like with Jermaine Dupri, uh, Renee Elizondo, and all that shit, um, talks about her death, the death of her brother and issues in her family. I'm assuming that's all it's going to cover because it's a Jackson documentary. So, I mean, that is what it's covering, right? You're getting a little bit more depth because it's coming from her. You're getting 
Oh, she's in it. The documentary. I seen it. You know, some documentaries don't actually they, speak they to said, the person for yeah, real. Yeah, they they said they got like um footage of her and Michael Jackson writing yeah. scream and she, yeah. but she's like but she's like narrating. Yeah, like she's like first person. Right. I didn't so, see it. I didn't see it either. Yeah, so she's. I didn't, that's what I was about to think. Where where were they where were they pubbing it at? It's on I, Lifetime. It's on Lifetime. I didn't know. They probably weren't we, we, we don't watch some channels. I, I didn't know anything about it till after the fact. I'm like, damn, why is everybody talking about Janet Jackson? I don't know if it had something to do with like the upcoming Super Bowl or what, but I had they no put it, clue. They put it right after something very important, though. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, I forgot what happened this weekend. I don't know. Something might have been. Lifetime? Yeah, something happened and they just. It was. Probably one of them housewife shows or uh, something. Right, it yeah. was something that they yeah. just put it at the end. They're like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. But anyway, if you if you got good women friends in your life, like we all do, we follow them on social media, so on and so forth. They're gonna keep you to the game, and that's how most of us found out. Um, I heard us. Okay, but so did we learn anything new? I would say no. I didn't learn anything new about Janet Jackson. Like new. Like, so you oh, watched it? I watch. I've watched. 75% of it in three different partial watches, right? Because my wife watched some, I watched some, my mama watched some, or whatever. I'm immunized. Right. So, yeah, I'm immunized uh, <laughs> on Jenna Jackson. But, like, to me, it wasn't new information. It was the same information that I already knew, but with more context and seeing it live in Technicolor or whatever, right? You get to see it firsthand from her. There were some additional dots that were fucking connected um, like the the Renee thing, we all we already knew about about the relationship with Renee. We didn't know how weird that nigga was. That nigga was slightly weird. Not to spoil the shit, but like, yeah, it was kind of creepy a little bit. Um, creepy like perverted or creepy like he don't like really like girls for real. Kind of the both. You know what I'm saying? It was like oh, God. it's like the, no, it's like it's just like a weird relationship, right? It's like it's like. A nigga who you always thought was gay ends up with a girlfriend. And it's not like he's doing it on accident. It's just weird. It's like, damn, I thought you was always weird to me. Like, it's kind of like that. It's an awkward relationship. But also, like, the things that he does. Like, you know, you get to, like, hear her account of the things that he wanted her to do. How their relationship matured or whatever. You get a more in-depth view of the things that have you already knew. Right? Like, damn, I didn't know that motherfucker was doing all of that. Oh, I didn't know that was his motherfucking hands. Like shit, shit like that, right? Um, but that's his hands in the pick? Yeah, but okay. I didn't. I didn't learn anything new. I didn't come away with a different impression of Janet Jackson, which was which was kind of my take on it because a lot of the takes that came after the documentary was I want y'all to know that Janet Jackson was the baddest motherfucking bitch in entertainment ever. I'm like, yeah, but we knew that shit back in the fucking eighties and nineties. Like, why is that? a take that needs to happen now after the documentary. Like, we knew this. You know what I'm saying? Like, But but you knew it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a lot of this younger generation who doesn't know who Janet Jackson is and or was. Yeah. Right? Yeah, very true. So, and, and honestly, and I'm not even going to say I'm not even going to say this generation, J. Joe. I'm going to say anybody born in like a lot of people born in like 88, 89, like 80s babies. That are not necessarily well, the younger generation. Like, they like, I mean, they weren't alive for the Rhythm Nation tour and shit like that, right? That's what I was just about to say. When you, uh, real quick, I'm going to pull over a promise. Yeah. Motor running. 
when you get to the end of the shit, you can't classify yourself as like an 80s baby. Like 88, 89, you were born in the 80s, but you missed that shit. You weren't old enough to really appreciate the 80s. You're really a 90s kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just born in the 80s, but yeah. Like, yeah. And it was just—it was interesting to see their takes and their newfound appreciation after they were able to, I guess, live through that. You know, through the documentary and through the video. Go ahead, JJ. Right. So that—that's a good point. I mean, I have an older sister, so, um, like when Janet was Jackson, Janeting, I guess, uh, that was like my sister shit. You know what I'm saying? The standing on a chair, dancing and falling down. You know what I'm saying? Like. So uh, all the Beyonce's and you know the Rihanna's and all that shit, they they're you know Janice children, you know that's what they say. Um, but I I don't know a lot of about Janet, you know what I'm saying? Even with that, like I know about the music, but I don't know the backstory. So I'm interested just because I like documentaries and um, I caught like a little piece on accident, like um, I was just flipping through and she was just, and they had old clips of when she was younger and watching her brothers um, practice and shit like that. So it was a lot of good old footage. So, yeah, I'm, probably this weekend I'm probably going to sit down and, and watch it all. I would recommend, and a lot of and a lot of, we're going to go back to 88 and 89, babies. So there was a documentary. There was a documentary back in the day. So <laughs> the Jacksons and American Dream was like a doc. It was not a really a documentary. A it's a it's a bio it's a bio, biopic, biopic biopic or whatever a mini series a mini series that was it was like a Saturday night biopic. movie or something right yeah it was like like when they used to have them shits yeah man. when everybody watches the I same channel this nigga said something wrong what I say biotic it was a biopic biopic oh okay so watch that. Some people are like, oh, I didn't know Joe was like that. Go watch. Go watch the damn... I forgot who played Joe. I actually used to think that that's what Joe Jackson looked like. The the daddy who played Joe in Jackson's American Dream. Watch that and then go watch the Janet Jackson documentary. Hey, when... Uh, speaking, of, speaking of that, though, that's what I really thought Joe looked like. When... Uh, when they, when I really saw the real Ike Turner, either either like he had a court case or some other shit, he was like out in the public, and he didn't look like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> hey, man. All them villain niggas kind of looked like. alike back in the day. They all was kind of like, like, kind of ugly a little wait, bit. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> kind of niggas villain niggas. <laughs> it was kind of villains a little bit. You got you to gotta have a widow's peak to be a villain. You yeah, know, they all definitely had widow's peaks. <laughs> You know, you know who looks like Joe Jackson, nigga Tito Jackson. You know what I'm saying, which is fucked up because he already was named Tito, and then he the only one that looked just like his daddy, like a pug. That or shit was fucked man. up. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've said this for a different reason before, but if you've never seen Earthquakes comedy special, these ain't jokes. He has like a joke in there about Tito, but Jermaine, which one? One of them niggas. That shit funny though. Go watch that shit. These Earthquake, what? Earthquake. This ain't, these ain't jokes. What he say though? Oh, he uh, he said, "Man, Michael Jackson died, and I didn't want to believe it, but I knew Mike had died when I think it was Tito." He no, said. probably Jermaine with that fucked up ass hair. 
Yeah, and he was like, when when Jermaine was performing at the funeral, because he was like, Mike would have never let that shit go down. He was like, that's how I yeah, knew was Mike was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then he do this thing where he be going like, when you, and he be like saying this fucked up ass voice. It's funny. <laughs> I'll find it and post it on the group on Facebook. I'm watching this shit now. These That nigga do look like his daddy. Yeah. And Randy Jackson look like Janet Jackson. That shit weird. So what before we move on? So I saw the internet doing the internet thing. Uh, I guess when it came up with came up came on. Oh, fuck, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but it came to Jermaine Dupree. Um, like the reason why they broke up was because he was cheating on her. What? Then the fucking uh, internet was people were in, a, in an up a, in an uproar, man. Um, so. I thought that was that that was interesting, um, but I keep my take. And then people ask the same question: Oh, how do you cheat on Janet Jackson? Who who hasn't been cheating on that? Every woman that's been on the Mount Rushmore of women, it's like, oh, she's the baddest bitch on the planet, has been cheated on. Two of my Mount Rushmore are from the same um, TV show. Penny oh. and uh, <laughs> Thelma. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> right. Janet Jackson and Bernadette Stannis. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. He was right. <laughs> oh, they, oh, fuck! Oh, it's definitely right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what you thought of Florida? Say, bro, you trying to play me? No, bro. Uh, what's the name? Winona was fine back then. Yeah, she was a freak. No, 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 no. Winona was fine, but she Willona, was Winona. Winona, Freddie. It's Winona. Winona. Bernadette Stannis looked like Rudy a little bit. She looked like I was today years old today. <laughs> What'd you say, Brandon? Stannis look like who? She's like grown Rudy. Like grown Rudy looks like her. No, grown Rudy ain't straight for real, for real. <laughs> oh, you said, no, no, wait, 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 Oh, okay. No, I, Listen, okay. Rudy, I thought it was some bias. So first, you, of all, Rudy, first of all, Rudy went to Spelman. Second of all, Rudy's straight. Fast. Yeah, Rudy, Rudy is hella straight. Rudy is straight. I saw Rudy at the club um, when I first went to Atlanta. Rudy was, was bad. Um, Rudy, she looks the same. <laughs> yeah, she she about the same. You're right. I did try to holler at Rudy at that club that night, though. What happened? Didn't work. <laughs> she was with Eddie Winslow for some reason, which made it say, weird. Say more. Right, Chef was yeah, say more. I'm learning a lot about you niggas on this podcast. When is Chef doing he a documentary? Out, shit, out in the club. What city was this? Where? Well, I lived in Atlanta. All Chef stories come from Atlanta, except for Indian animal stories. It was in Atlanta. We was at the club. Her and it wasn't Eddie Williams. It wasn't. It wasn't Eddie, Eddie Williams. Williams. <laughs> it, wasn't Eddie, it wasn't Eddie Winslow. It was um. <laughs> What's the dude who just became a Kappa? Lance something. Lance Gross. Lance Gross. Lance Gross. Lance Gross. Vance Lance Joseph? Gross. Y'all, this changes the story so that's such a different story. Like Rudy went with, with Lance Eddie Williams. <laughs> You're one of the Rudy new temptations. Eddie Williams, Eddie Williams, Eddie Williams a fuck nigga, not him. <laughs> Eddie Williams is the porter at the Enterprise down by the airport. <laughs> right. No, I don't want. <laughs> that nigga tried to steal my credit. No, it was um, Lance Gross. 
No, Lance Gross and fucking Eddie Winslow are two different stories, nigga. I put like, the niggas in the same order. I, it's un- it's understandable. That, that be on TV. Uh, they don't act well. If Rudy's with Lance Gross. If the difference is Lance Rudy. Gross is our frat brother now. Anyway, no, that's not the difference. Never mind. How do, y- how do y'all feel about that? How do y'all feel about Lance Gross being you your frat brother? You say Lance Gross from 15 years ago in Atlanta when you met Rudy is our frat brother. Like, it's two different... That it does, it's not the same thing. No, it's just, he a, just became my friend. Anything with nigga, anything with Eddie Winslow is instantly funny, nigga. You can say, nigga, I was, I was at the stake shaking. This nigga, Eddie Winslow, was getting a Cajun fry, nigga. This is, this is funny because it's, it's Eddie gonna be, Winslow. I might have say, and it's gonna be funny then because you know, people like to assume that when you're rich, you can't do like rich simple shit. shit. Yeah, I'm like. Hey, maybe I just like the fries that steak and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about I to guess. go to my fucking Capitol Grill to get a order of fries. That's what uh, we should have put on the docket. We can do that next week, though. Like going to Capitol Grill? Somebody, um, didn't somebody post that shit in there? Like, uh, people buying shit on their level, and oh, yeah. if you're going to Capitol Grill and buy eighteen dollar hamburger, you need to make four hundred thousand a year. Yeah, that shit. Who said that? We that's, can talk about it. I mean, that's not verbatim, but. We, we talk about it but speaking of just women on the Mount Rushmore like I told y'all the time uh, Beyonce's high school boyfriend was like kicking kicking it with me and my homeboys doing homecoming like trying to holler at mud ducks nigga. <laughs> this was like because <laughs> my homeboy from Houston uh, they all grew up together he he was coming to visit us for, I mean it was family homecoming and like it's when like bills and shit were out, so like she was famous, famous. Like that nigga called her from our house phone. You know what I'm saying? But hey, man, niggas be cheating. <laughs> niggas be cheating. <laughs> niggas be cheating. With mud but he ducks. Didn't, but I mean, to clear up his name, he he didn't get on no mud ducks. But I mean, <laughs> he was shooting. Um, so I'll, I'll say one time I was in an unnamed American city and and so like she just wasn't going my way and I was like damn is something wrong with me or something so then I, I I'm a mess right now yeah I started shooting like way lower than I should have been shooting like hey, closer to the goal like you should feel honored that I'm shooting at you <laughs> and I was still getting turned out like this is just not my town I, I knew what it was at that point I, but it was Reason like Midwest uh-uh. East Coast sound Midwest sound Midwest as fuck okay yeah so what was it what, what did you what was it about you I never figured that part out. Uh, when you was at DC? Was it, was it? Yeah, I was in DC. Yeah, DC can be tricky. Oh. You got to figure out what part of town you're supposed to be in. We got too many parts of fucking town. You might have been in the wrong part of fucking town. You might have been there. Very well, very well could have been. You might be trying to fuck with locals, which is a different fucking planet. Yeah. What's the DC local play? East of the river? Go fuck around somewhere. I'm like, saying, I'm saying, but like, what do you like? No, like, what, what's what, the place? What's the you gonna need to go go? Oh, I don't fucking know. D, uh, fucking local DC girl not gonna fuck with me neither, nigga. I, I like, I, I, I talk like yo. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I got a whole boy uh, who lives in Cleveland. Chill out, chef. 
Uh, and he was like, man, like the locals, like the chicks there, you just gotta have like name brands on, nigga. So that <laughs> nigga was like, nigga, I just put on my Gucci belt, nigga, and let my Gucci draws pop out a little bit, nigga. That's all it takes. You get that cream. In. I would say that. I would say <laughs> if you fucking with a, if you fucking with like a chick like from uptown or somewhere, like Georgia Avenue chick or like a Kennedy chick, probably yeah. But like a chick east of the river, I don't think that's gonna. I don't, I don't think that's as impactful. You might get robbed. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's different parts of fucking town. Like this nigga Bill, when that, when that nigga Bill came to, to DC, yeah, the homie came to DC. That nigga fit right the fuck in, and you know that nigga's from from fucking Cali, and that nigga fit right the fuck in. That nigga was getting his hair braided in the middle of the fucking scatter sites with the fucking door wide open, and I'm like, hey man, I know she know where she at, but do you know where the fuck you at? And that nigga was just getting his hair braided. That nigga was cool. Hey man, that nigga, that like, nigga, hey man, that nigga fit in everywhere though. Yeah, true, 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 true. I think Cali niggas fit in well in DC. In DC, yeah. Mm. What's up? All right, man. Because of crack, drugs, yeah. <laughs> their comfort, <laughs> their comfort, right, around, around close crack. proximity yeah. to the to the ruffians, nigga. Comfortable around crackies. Yeah, no. should should be real. Um, so we, I'm a I'm a fuck with this Jan Jackson doc. Then sound like everybody watched it, but me. So I'm gonna get I into it. it. I didn't I didn't watch it. Either. I just said we were talking. Hey, about I was really sound like I watched. I was just saying two of my Mount Rushmore came off of the same show. That was all. But I said I, I caught a mini clip. But chef, I didn't watch it on purpose, right? Because I wanna, like, I don't wanna watch it with the hype. You know, what I'm saying people like make everything way bigger than the fuck it is. I wanna sit down. I wanna take my time. I wanna be by my fucking self with none of these fucking kids, and like watch it. You know, what I'm saying enjoy it. I'm fucking googling some shit. You know, what I'm saying while I'm watching it. You know, what I'm saying taking my time. I don't think you missed out by not watching it when everybody else watched it. That's fair. That's how I feel about Euphoria. And that shit didn't stick, so I'm, I'm done with that shit. But yeah. somebody said, "Never mind, I don't want to talk about that." That's that's weird. Because, that, that's weird because yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm straight on you for it, but um, <laughs> hey man, Euphoria is a good show, man. It's it, just very dick forward. But it's, it's dick. It's a little bit too dick forward. It's dick forward. It's, it's and, dick for no reason. But and the thing is, Zendaya is still Disney. Disney Zendaya in my mind. So it's like it's hard for me. And to, she don't get this nigga's gonna mispronounce every name. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I am. Zendaya. Zendaya. Right. Is that how you say it? The Go thing ahead. about that bothers me about Zendaya or Zendaya, whatever. Yeah, she it's thinks never been good. Zendaya. Oh she no! You can't talk about good. life skinned people no more, man. Chill out, dog. You say she's but never like, been good. Uh, no, I'm not talking about her because she light skinned. I'm talking about her because she she on the show. Like everybody else be getting butt ass for no good fucking reason. And then there's been several scenes where she's like, I'm not getting naked. Like even in the show, she's like, like when they were robbing them, nigga, they was robbing them. So everybody getting naked. She's like, I hey, man, you sound like a, a creep. Like it sounds like you really just want to see Zendaya right. get naked. But somebody said she, there was a. No, she, she thinks she somebody said there was a scene last episode or something. There was maybe some kind of linguist or something involved. But the thing about it is she's the biggest draw of the show. She's the biggest actress. She's got a lot more in her career left to be doing nude scenes right now. She don't have to do that right now. So I would, and she's doing Spider Man. She's doing Spider Man, and she's still associated with Disney somewhat. So it's like, 
She don't need to be naked. Yeah, she can't get naked. She can't mess up the bag. No, I guess that would mess up the bag. But all these rest of these motherfuckers don't give a damn. Absolutely. Like a they- girl from White Lotus. I was like, what you doing getting naked? All of them need to be naked. Oh. Everybody else not named Zendaya. Yeah, fuck you, J. Joe. Need to be naked. It is a little bit dick forward, though. I will <laughs> no, say it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of dick. Uh, dick I dick mean, heavy. Dick show, liberal. The shows well, <laughs> but it's a really good show. So a little heavy-handed mean, with the peens. A little heavy-handed. <laughs> it's long, but hey, man, it's still a... <laughs> the amount of dicks has a who, who makes that decision? Like, who's the the producer? Like, yeah, this episode's gonna be a little rough, guys. Let me reach that dick quarter for, for this for the episode. I think he is in in one scene. It was like at a pool party, and everybody's got butt ass. I don't ass. know, man. Like, I don't know, man. No, no. I just want to know where their parents were. You don't live the white life, man. You yeah, don't have you're the right. privilege. You're right. I, I, I'm thankful for it. D- does euphoria make you worry about being in not an older parent, but being a parent of an older child when they do get to be that age? It does to a degree, but I don't know how realistic it is either. I'm wondering how realistic the show is. From what I hear, it's it's a, a lot of these high school kids are doing these drugs and you yeah. know what I'm saying? And really? again, yeah, I, I don't understand. You're from it's Indiana. I don't right. un- what does that have to do with anything? We just smoke weed. Yeah, but no, you, I, I mean, I bet you if you went to, to your old, I don't know what high school you went to, but if you went to one of them white high schools, I, from what I hear, that's what these kids out here doing. Like peel, like once you start doing peels, which are readily available, <sighs> I mean, we know niggas out here doing cocaine, so like it's nothing, like and that's regular shit at this point. But when right. you look at the statistics, people aren't like dying of special K and what's the shit that's not weed, synthetic weed and shit. People aren't dying from that shit because nobody's doing it. Niggas, niggas is out here doing that shit and dying, and it's not. And what the media likes to portray it as, oh, it's a junkie on the corner, it's some old crackhead looking ass motherfuckers. Nah, it's. This motherfuckers who go to your fucking high school, right? Like the opioid epidemic, nigga. Is you know what I'm saying? It's not all fucking old people, nigga. It's these fucking young kids and shit. Yeah, I guess that's the story they're trying to depict. But that, I hope. I just hope there's less drug use by then. I'm hoping this this phase right now is a phase very specific to this time. <laughs> you hoping that drug use goes down, my nigga? Nowhere, yeah, yeah. N- nowhere on the bell curve of the American country, in this fucking country, has the fucking curve gone down on drugs, nigga. We're constantly going up. We love our dope in this fucking country. We do, but like, if you think about it, the shit that we fucked with when we was kids, was like in general. If I think about even the hard shit, motherfuckers was fucking with, motherfuckers was doing. Shrooms, weed, and some kids was doing coke. That's what that was before I, I, the internet. I'm about to say no, I'm about to say I grew up in a crack city, so that wasn't all the niggas that I went to school with was doing. So and, niggas in high and school now doing you crack. Know. Yeah, nigga, niggas is still fucking doing crack in fucking DC. DC still got crack issues. I was wondering who was keeping crack alive. 
Oh, DC is definitely like in the fucking runnings. We're not letting this crack shit die. Crack say, and who, boat. Who not? Who? What city is not? Hey man, I need to let that shit go. I thought I crack. Like was I don't young. see as many crackheads as. Right, I thought crack was way less prominent now. That's because cities have gotten more creative in zoning, and zoning, and moving homeless and people that are on those type of uh, substances in certain parts of the city. Because I thought that, like, you know, I thought that, um, like, niggas was like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this other drug instead of crack." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I thought crack just got replaced by like by like, meth or something. I'm not trying to suck dicks under the fucking bridge. Uh, I, don't think that shit, I don't think that shit do you like that no more. Mess. Like they got another. They got. They got it's like kind of gentler yeah. crack. It's like diet crack. Diet <laughs> crack. Yeah. Meth is weird because you kind of gotta have space to like cook meth a lot of times. Like people try to do that like away from shit because it's easy to like spot like meth houses and shit. Niggas be burning shit and shit like that. So like that should be like on the outskirts in a confined city. It's a little harder to cook meth. In a in like a close confined area, they typically lend themselves to crack, heroin, shit like that. But that's why when you go out to like in like the sticks, fucking with them fucking country white boys, now they got that fucking meth popping like it's nothing, because it's nothing to get you a trailer or some shit like cook meth. Shout out to Breaking Bad. Now shout out to Breaking Fucking Bad. Shout out to Wu Tang Clan. And if you blow up, if you blow up meth in a row home, nigga, you about to take out. Wow, two, three families, nigga. <laughs> hey, y'all, drugs are bad, man. Keep it, keep it. Got this, got this nigga scratching himself. <laughs> nervous. <laughs> Me- talk about meth makes you nervous, make you itchy. I'm talking about the talking about the drugs in general. Like if that show is is an accurate depiction, that that's, that that gets me a little bit nervous. Hey, boy, I got so scared. I was uh, searching earlier. I thought the Orlando Penny Ones had released already, but I think it was like old or bad info. I thought I had missed that shit. Nothing make you more scared than missing your release date, nigga. By missing your release date by an hour, be like, oh, <laughs> you know it's over, yeah. nigga. It's over. Yeah, definitely. Hey man, fuck all them apps. Like I said before, they had a dunk release on the Nike app today. Zero. Hmm. Oh, Big you're L's. Dunk, you're a dunk guy. Um, the pandas. I love, I love dunks. But I like dunks before they were popular, though. Me too. I used to get dunks two for eighty nine at Foot Locker. No, that's what I when I started saying like dunks. Now they're trying to have this resurgence of white Air Force Ones. Like they don't went up. Like they supposed to be the sweet shit again. I'm like, man, y'all niggas just fall for all types of propaganda, man. <laughs> I love to hear how niggas yeah. miss out on shoe lotteries and shit about shoes that I'm not interested in. Like, yeah, dog, I just missed out on the fucking the patent leather uh, uh, ones. And you'd be like, nigga, I just missed out on the Crocs last week. And you'd be like, Crocs, <laughs> Crocs. And why you playing them Crocs? Be hot as fuck. Like, nigga, I definitely. Oh, into they just had like a release of like a collab of some Crocs, nigga. With like I can't remember who they were, but them shit was, was sweet. Crocs Those stock eggs, them shit. Yeah, the the solid solid berries, the solid berries. Like like nine hundred. Yeah, nine hundred for what? I was trying Crocs, to get them reseller. Them shit's clean. Them shit's is clean. I'm gonna buy a pair once they cool off a little bit. They not. They not. They never go cool. So once off they go down to three hundred, four hundred, I'll be all right. 
How much are Reggie Crocs? I'll give me some. I need to get me some Reggie Crocs. Everybody said I need to get them. Yeah, I don't have none either, but I've been hearing that. I think they what like eighty bucks maybe. It depends on the Crocs. 80, Crocs cost 80, 80, bucks. eighty to hundred. It depends on the Croc that you get. If you get like some regular classics, I think they like I don't know forty fifty dollars. That's what I need then. Well, like, I don't know the uh, that's what it was. Uh, uh, well, hold on. The the solid, the solid Bimbars, yeah. They oh no, I didn't see them. I was looking at the ones that they're green and they're like tan, but they look like phone posits, but they're Crocs. Let me see how much these going for. Come on, those uh, four nine four ninety eight. Hey, Chef, did you ever get your quirks? Quirks. Yeah. You was looking for Can some kind shoes, of Nikes. Yeah, they were like some Air Force Ones or something, but they had like the cork material going around them. Oh, yeah, I couldn't get those. That was a while ago. Yeah, I remember that. But I said, it must not be your girl, because you was definitely like on them hard. Now you acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think probably because I couldn't get them. I usually, that's how my brain works. I just let it go. Um, it's legit. All right, cool. So, Let's get into Brian Flores shit. Like I know that was like the big story today. Oh fuck. Um <laughs> Yesterday I'm sorry, Wood. So yesterday um it was announced that Brian Flores, the former um coach of the Miami Dolphins, former defensive coordinator of uh, the New England Patriots, was is suing the NFL, um starting class action suit against the NFL. Um citing racial discrimination and hiring practices. So he went on a couple of shows. He went on uh, went on Get Up Today. And I think he was on like Good Morning America, I think, going or was it today's show? One of the morning shows going over the lawsuit, just trying to share his case. <clears throat> a few things he cited. Uh cited that um that he was trying to get like he got a text from Bill Belichick uh, saying, getting congratulated for the for the gig, um, and I guess Bill was like, "Oops, wrong, Brian." So he told him that shit before he even interviewed for the the job, so he knew it was some bullshit. He cited the Denver Broncos calling out how John Elway was drunk <coughs> or hungover, something like that. Yeah, he basically he said when he interviewed he for late. the Broncos, they were late, they showed up, they were drunk or whatever. And that that led him to believe that the interview that he was scheduled for was was a sham. Mm-hmm. And then he cited uh, Miami Dolphins. I don't know how much this has to do with his with the lawsuit, but he did cite that um, <laughs> the that um, the Dolphins um, encouraged him, leadership encouraged him and ownership encouraged him to to lose games, saying they'll give him a hundred thousand dollars for each game that he loses. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a bigger issue, not not about hiring practices, but really more about fairness and competition. Um, I think he just wanted to kick him in the balls um, one good time before he, you know, exits out of the NFL. Because, I mean, from my opinion, based on what we saw with Colin Kaepernick, he's done. Maybe he could coach at FAM or something, be the defensive coordinator for the Rattlers, which I would love. But, um, it couldn't be a head coach. I have a head coach. Say, if he dropped down the level, he got to be a head coach. God damn. Or he could be coach at Howard or something. You know what I'm saying? I just think he might be done just given the, the nature of the NFL. I know 
I saw a story saying they he interviewed with the with the Saints and Mickey Loomis enjoyed the interview and, and really fucked with him. So maybe he has an opportunity there, but it'll be interesting to see. So what do you want from me? <laughs> you know, I, I was looking at you um, because you are the resident Dolphins fan. So I was I am interested to hear your point of view. I have so many thoughts on this shit. It's like. So the plight of African-American coaches in the NFL is something that nobody is foreign to. African-American coaches, African-American players are discriminated against in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? NFL coaches don't get a fair shake. You know what I'm saying? They don't get the fucking jobs. You look at the Minnesota Vikings. You got Kevin O'Connell that looks like he's about to be the coach of the, the Vikings. He's got like five years coaching, but you got Raheem Morris who's got like 20 plus years coaching. The white boy who has less experience is going to get the job. That's the fucking problem, right? That's the problem. And that's the problem that people are trying to fix. But then I look at Brian Flores and I'm like, why do you feel that you need to be the harbinger of this particular message? Because his situation, I look at his situation and I'm like, you may feel that you were discriminated against, but where's your proof that you got discriminated against, right? I read the lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? I've read all 60 pages of this shit. So I could fucking cuz I have a I have a less than popular opinion. Right? So I want to make sure that I read this shit so I'm not fucking tripping. And I read the fucking lawsuit and the shit is made for TV. It's made for appealing to people's emotions and very little about what was illegal. It's like most of it is really about what happened to other people. John Gruden is all throughout the shit, right? Like, but that has nothing to do with you, Brian Flores. So I get to the class action, though. It's a class action, right? But there's nobody else on the class action but him right now. I thought he meant class action in the sense that he was suing multiple teams or something. No, no, no. So he's on the league as a whole. Yeah, that's not class action. He's on the shield. He's he's suing oh, the yeah, NFL. You're right. Yeah. Class action is multiple people because that is by definition a class. Right. You're right. Right. And he's they suing know. the New York Giants and the NFL. Right? But not the Dolphins. And the the most damning piece to me is honestly the New York Giants shit. But even that, I don't see the evidence to prove that it was racial racial discrimination. Right? So that's where I'm like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but that doesn't that doesn't prove racial discrimination. The Dolphins shit is not even discrimination. You can't say that the owner offered you $100,000 to lose games, right? But then you went on TV, you said, yeah, I talked to the owner. We had a conversation. He offered me $100,000 to lose games and told me to like take a vacation or whatever. And it's like, but wait a minute, like... Nobody expects you to take a vacation in the middle of the fucking season, right? Like, was he just bullshitting with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't seem like there was an offer on the table. Here's $100,000. Sign this and I'll direct it to your account. It's not like you were having a conversation with the owner. He's bullshitting with you. Like, hey, man, like, ease up. We're trying to fucking, like, get this fucking first round draft pick. Like, ease up. You want $100,000 a week or something? Like, chill out. Take a fucking vacation. Like, we're tanking. And I don't know. Yeah, uh, he probably did want him to do that, but you can't write. No, he absolutely didn't want him to, to do, do that. Something illegal. He wanted to. He did yeah, want him to do that. Can't. But he he said that he refused it. 
Like, right. okay, you refused it, but was there ever even an agreement? Was there ever even a check that was written for the shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, did he just make an off-color fucking comment? Like, we don't know what the fuck he said, right? But you're using that. You're using that as a basis for discrimination that they fired you. So in 2019, the owner offered you $100,000 per game to tank. You refused. So they fired you three years later because of that? That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't... I don't. I don't think he's saying that. <clears throat> it was a. It was a buildup of stuff. So I think that's just one part of it. So. So what's the buildup, right? So the hundred k per week happened in ni- two thousand nineteen, right? Two thousand nineteen. That's when it was hired. I think. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Tom Brady happened shortly after that. That was two thousand and twenty, when the yacht happened and. The owner's like, hey, I want you... We're, we're trying to actively recruit a fucking quarterback, right? Tom Brady's going to be on the fucking market. Tom Brady and Stephen Ross have a fucking relationship. He tries to bring Tom Brady on the yacht saying, hey, I want you to talk to Tom. Let We're thinking about bringing him to the team. Like, come holler at Tom to see if it's a good fit. He's like, nah, fuck that. I can't fucking deal with this shit. That's tampering. Ah, It fucking storms off. So, because he's not... So, he feels that because he didn't play ball... You know what I'm saying? In 2019, 2020, he then became re- he then became racially discriminated against. Two years later and three years later, it doesn't make sense. When we're the most diverse team in the NFL, that we have the most diverse all at the time, we have the most diverse off front office in the NFL. So that doesn't yeah, make that. sense. But as Dominique say, two things can be true. So I haven't really um, gone in deep enough and looked at every single aspect of it to totally get into the weeds of it like that as far as the timeline and everything. It's a personal decision, I feel like. Do you want to entertain Tom Brady on the yacht knowing that that's against the rules? Personally, because I found I found myself in this situation before. He might have been like, "Damn, just as sure as I entertain Tom Brady on this yacht, when the shit comes down to the come down, he might try to sting me later and be like, "Oh, he violated the tampering rules, or he's kind of dishonest. He was tampering with Tom Brady, whatever, whatever." So maybe he just decided he was going to run a very straight laced ship, and he wasn't going to do anything that was um, not within the rules or whatever. This nigga was a coach for the Patriots. This nigga is not Captain Integrity. <laughs> this nigga was brought up under Bill Belichick. This, and like Spygate, all of this shit. This nigga is not uh, hey, fucking... Maybe, maybe he could have been naive because think about that. Part of that. I'm yeah. about to say, but think, so here's the yeah. thing, but here's but the... Think about, think about that, though. Like... You okay? Let's Bill Belichick, Spygate. Let's say Bill Belichick orchestrated the whole thing, right? You can't have too many people in on it because what if somebody goes rogue? Like, fuck it, I'm Bill Belichick. I got this camera guy making forty five a year or whatever, doing scout team film or whatever. I'm gonna go to him. He's gonna feel compelled to do it. Fuck it, he ain't got nothing to lose. I give him a hundred grand. That shit is worth it to him because he only makes forty grand a year anyway. All right, so here's what I have to say about this, right? 
given my personal experience with becoming higher up in organizations, then Brian Flores does not need to be a head coach. He's not qualified to be a head coach. And I say that because being a head coach is not being a head coach is a upper management position in an organization. Right. It is. I mean, with with the power that he had, it's executive leadership. And me, when I finally first, when I finally, when I got into my career and I got into executive leadership and you get into those rooms with motherfuckers who like own the company, who like write the checks and shit. These white boys is on other shit. Like, you know, you, you seen your homeboys do cocaine, but you haven't seen these niggas like do cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Like they're on other shit. And you can't be the naive person. I mean, you can and like save text messages and be like, nah, fuck that shit. Like take pictures and all of this type of shit. And then if you get fired, you can like out them. But like that, that doesn't work. You're going to get blackballed. You're going to get nobody's going to fucking hire you because you're the fucking snitch. Like, if we got a homeboy that's riding with us, that kicks it with us, and we know that this nigga saves text messages and fucking takes pictures of everything. Bachelor, let's think about a bachelor party. We know this nigga takes pictures of everything. Is that nigga coming to the bachelor party? That's, that's, that's the fucking situation. So if you want to be in those rooms, and that's where the shit goes. These are boys clubs. These are motherfuckers who are already playing in the gray. They're already fucking bending the fucking rules and you want to be in those rooms you better be comfortable with some rule fucking bending because you can't gum up in that bitch like fucking captain integrity and want to fucking call the cops on everybody right now right now brian flores is the nigga who brian flores is the nigga who dropped fucking line and is mad as fuck he didn't call nationals and nobody he called the fucking police and the nigga's tired of the fucking shit and now the police got to come in and smooth everything over. IHQ, which is the NFL, got to fucking suspend all the motherfucking chapters. Everybody's going to go to fucking jail. All because fucking Brian Flores is fucking emotional because he dropped line and he got scared and he fucking left. And the mamas and daddies, which is us, we demand our fucking pound of flesh because we're obsessed because uh, we're upset because our punk ass baby can't be a fucking Greek no more. That That's what this fucking situation is to me. And it's unfortunate because we have one view of the world where it should be this way. He should be able to just be the coach and be judged on his merit and just line his players up and play against other players without any sort of fucking without any sort of fucking rule bending around it. But that's not the way the NFL is. That's not the way the world is. We may want I, it to be that way, but that's not the way it is. I'm not I'm not gonna go as far to say as I agree with you, but I will say you made several valid points. One thing that I want to call to your attention, and you might sway me because you are a Dolphins fan, you stated that he is not qualified to be a head coach. He's A, already been a head coach before, and B, he had some success. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know the Dolphins roster, but based on the pundits, People have not expected much from the Dolphins here lately. And I feel like he's done some great things. So that would thereby render him as worthy of a head coaching position in the NFL. Maybe it's not with the Dolphins, but somebody like 
so if it's weird, right? Because people look at the holistic record, you know what I'm saying? And they say Brian Flores ended on an eight game winning streak, but he started on an eight game losing streak. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't credit a motherfucker for the wins and not the losses. You feel me? Like, yeah. and it's, it's like, okay, fine. He did that. But the other part of the story is what happened after the season? Brian Flores was not supposed to be fired this season. Brian Flores was coming back next year. But at the end, any quarter, any annual year, whatever the fuck you have at your job, you have performance review. Look, man, XYZ didn't go as as, as, as you know as promised. It didn't work out. You know, what are we going to do to get better? What are we going to do to fucking change? Right. Brian Flores has some relationship problems. I'm not saying they're enough to damn him to say, oh, he's a bad coach. But he had some things that he needed to change or he had some things that he needed to work on. When your boss or your boss is bring you into the room saying that we didn't do as good as we wanted, do as well as we wanted to last year. Let's make these changes to do better. I recommend X, Y and Z as your boss and you tell them to fuck off. I mean, that's hey man, not. My philosophy is you got to draw the line in the sand somewhere. So, shit. Maybe he felt like he was the expert. Because remember, even in the um, shit he said, like, basically, he's either born to or blessed or something. Like, I'm born to coach the game of football or whatever. Like, maybe he just feel like he's the guy. And that's great. Like, and you can feel that. You can You can believe that in your heart. But you don't own the team. You can believe whatever the fuck you want to at your house. Oh, I but, mean, yeah, I'm, and I'm with you. You're talking to a guy who absolutely yeah. tells the company line because they yeah. pay better than I pay, so fuck it. Yeah, I, and it's like there's a black GM, and him and the black GM were fighting. Him and the black GM were like were on not on speaking terms for weeks <laughs> before he was even let go. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, come on, bro. So he was already pissed off about that. You know what I'm saying? And he's a New York nigga. We know niggas from New York are emotional. They don't give a fuck. So... <laughs> And then we get to the whole shit with Bill Belichick. These niggas are already a fucking tinderbox of fucking emotions because he's from fucking New York. Of course, he's from Brooklyn. Of course, he's emotional. So then we get to the motherfucking Bill Belichick shit, and that just set him off even further. So now the niggas on an emotional Bill fucking, fucking tirade. Like the, uh, Bill, that, the Bill Belichick that, shit that, happened. Exchange was funny as fuck. He's like, like, and I guess maybe there's some context that we lack being on the outside. But when he said, "Are you talking to Brian Dable or Brian?" Uh, Flores, you know what I'm saying? Like that was that was a yeah. weird comment to me. Like yeah. people text me all the time, and I'm like, huh? I would just say, what? What you talking about? Versus, are you talking to C Watts or C Hodges? Like yeah. what? Fucking like, boomers, man. Weird. Baby boomers about to bring the whole gonna... NFL down because they can't use text message. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like Bill Belichick is sharper than that. I feel like he was doing that shit on purpose. Yeah, some people say he was doing Flores a solid. But it seemed like a solid to me. Like they, they said, cause, and I mean, clearly, I feel like this shit is conjecture. But people like, oh, the Giants beat him in the Super Bowl, and he's still salty about that. So he was doing Flores a solid, and you know, sending this shit out to like get the shit rolling. And he's still upset about Spygate and blah blah blah. But to me, that shit is a big reach. But here's the thing about the Giants, right? The Giants had more than enough reason to hate Flores before he even interviewed. So Flores is already pissing people off with the Dolphins. He hired an offensive line coach named Pat Flaherty. 
He brought him down to Miami. He packed up his shit, moved his fucking kids, moved his family down to fucking South Florida. Brian Flores fired this motherfucker in a week. Never got to fucking coach a fucking player or anything. Within a week, he fired his fucking ass. He was pissed off. Where did he go? He went to go work for the New York Giants. Defensive coordinator that he brought down there, Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham and Beefalo could not get a fucking long. Patrick Graham said, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He accepted a lateral position. Nobody takes a lateral in the NFL. Nobody, bitch, you need, I need an assistant head coach. I need a promotion, whatever. Patrick Graham said, get me the fuck out of here. I'll take the same position that I have here with the Dolphins. Just let me go. Where did he go? The New York Giants. The New York Giants had more than enough information on the person that was B-Flow before he even fucking had an interview. You know what I'm saying? Before that even happened. So they probably didn't do him any favors because Patrick Graham already knew that if this motherfucker comes in as the head coach, I'm out of job because I can't work with this nigga. So there's nothing that was really in his favor to be the head coach of the New York Giants. And what makes the lawsuit even worse is... You're 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 claiming racial discrimination in the hiring process before the hiring process is even done. Like half the jobs are still open and you're interviewing for some of them. Why don't you go try to see if you can get a job just because you didn't get the New York Giants job? Like you going to throw a tantrum? But I take it is I think there's a few things. I I mean, I, I agree with some of your points, but I think in general. He is a whistleblower. I think he's like of the mind that he's all about his integrity and he sees his way is the right way. And that's how most whistleblowers think. Like, we're going to go do all this shit strictly by the book, even if it ruffles some feathers. So he wasn't going to be straight either way eventually as far as trying to get a job. People like that just, you have to toe the line. Like, you have to be a, a team player in that sense, even if it means not doing the right things ethically all the time. And he wasn't down for that. You could tell just based on his demeanor. He's he's very he doesn't have any give. So and that's and that's fine, I guess. But he is making a point that that is valid. There's only one black coach, head coach in the in the in the league and ironically of the team that created the Rooney Rule in the first place. But the Rooney Rule isn't effective. I mean if if there's if NFL players are 70% black, but there's not enough representation in the, the front offices um, and, and, and on coaching staff, like as head coaches, that's, that is an issue. So he's doing something that no one else is going to do. He is probably in the best position because he's of the mind of a whistleblower. He probably might, he probably won't work <laughs> another day in the NFL team. I, I mean, Mickey Loomis might have just been blowing smoke, you know what I'm saying? I don't see him getting another job just based off the fact that he's suing the NFL. No, he can't get another job because he's a fucking snitch. Nigga, you can't get invited to the bachelor party if you're bringing your phone. You've already right, proved so that. He's, he's done, so that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, <laughs> I think he's trying to... Someone say he's a Rosa Parks and the hell was the worst shit I've ever heard. Stop. White folks, stop. Stop comparing black folks to Rosa Parks or anybody else from the um, civil rights movement. That shit goofy. But... He, I think he's doing this shit to make a point and, and look out for other coaches in the future. He knows he's done. He's of the mind. He's done enough to where he wouldn't be in a position to be and be a coach based on the points that you gave, which are all great points. That shit will fuck you up, regardless of lawsuits or not. So I think he's just trying to set up success for other people. Like I know when I was going through the lawsuit, he called out Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell had the Colts undefeated and took the Colts to the Super Bowl and got fired the next year. 
When the Colts don't get shit, I don't even get mad no more because the, the curse of Jim Caldwell is over our head because this man was Tony Dungy's hand-picked coach to lead us in the next 10, 15 years. And, y'all, and he, had, he had the best record in the NFL, took the team to the Super Bowl, and still got fired the next season. Did you know that? So, Jim, did you know that Jim Caldwell worked for Brian Flores? Yeah, wasn't he his offensive coordinator? He was the offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. He couldn't work for him, so he faked an illness and never came back. No, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, like, bro, it's like, it's wild. I, I agree with you. I'm saying I do agree with you. Like Brian Flores is kind of a dickhead. <laughs> not but it's like he had chance. every all the kumbaya shit that he wanted that he wanted to see in a team he had he was in this diverse organization with the black GM black assistant GM he's the black head coach black assistant head coach you know what I'm saying about to draft a fucking high wine that's gonna be the motherfucking person of color at the quarterback position all of this you had the motherfucking United Nations in the Dolphins <laughs> and you fucked it up because of your attitude but everybody's racial against you. You, the Dolphins could have been the shining example of what you, what you're mad at the NFL about, and you fucked that up. Like that's what I don't. That that's what I don't fuck with. And now the Dolphins, the front runner for the Dolphins head coach job, is another fucking person of color. But what happens when that motherfucker doesn't want to come to the Dolphins because you played fucking whistleblower, and now that motherfucker doesn't get a job? You know what I'm saying? Like I get he's playing, he's playing, he's emotional as fuck. And I feel like he's playing the short game and not the long game. Because if I'm an old racist white man, I'd be scared. Like, shit, man, these motherfuckers taking pictures. They fucking keeping text messages. Uh, like, I don't think it's about to matter, though. That Bill Belichick screenshot, I feel like that's the case. If you got that, that's... How in the fuck are have you already offered somebody the job and you're interviewing me two or three days later like but it, that's think, it thing about it is it's not racial discrimination why is it not it has nothing right. to, i mean but just because just because you already know who you want to hire before you do interviews doesn't mean it's racial discrimination the federal government does that shit every fucking day we know we want to hire this person they're already in this organization but we have to post the position we have You're to go right. public. That's Every, the rule. You know what I'm saying? Everybody does it. That's yeah. what I hate about the Rooney rule. But I mean, this slippery slope, like, because it lends itself to this kind of stupid shit happening. Now, the question is, have the Giants already interviewed a minority candidate? Or he, he, or was, where, no, he was the one. Yes. Oh, so they were getting so him. The, yeah, so they, that's fucked up. They had already interviewed another minority. They interviewed him and Leslie Frazier. They interviewed Leslie Frazier first, and they interviewed Did him they? second. Yeah, Leslie Frazier oh, okay. was interviewed well, first. That, I mean, that's different then. They interviewed Patrick Graham, who's the, the defensive coordinator. He's black. They interviewed Leslie Frazier. Of course, he's black. And they interviewed uh, Brian Flores, and he's black as well. However, the Rooney Rule requires you to do an in-person interview, and it can't be an in-house candidate. So that's when they brought Flo in for the in-person interview to satisfy the Rooney Rule requirement. Oh, there's a thing, man. hiring. Are we going to keep talking about this? Because we've probably been talking about this for like 30 minutes. Have we? I mean, <clears> I'm just saying, because we got... Wood, I, it's a wood team, I think. So he kind of I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't care. I know JJ don't like sports topics, so I mean, I don't no, give I'm a fuck. No, 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 no. It's not even like. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. we talked. I've been long with it. We, I thought this was gonna be the last thing, but I realized we got some bullshit to talk about. 
I'm good with it. I mean, yeah. I, we've lost all the listeners now anyway, so it don't matter. It's fine. I think the first 15 minutes of carriers through. I hope so. I hope y'all are still with us. <laughs> Some people fast forward through shit, so maybe they just... Ryan Tannehill. He's the, the worst nigga in the world. Fuck that nigga. Derek Henry. He's the best nigga in the world. Love that nigga. All right, cool. Well, speaking of niggas getting fired, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg is uh, a great black. <laughs> is a great black? A great black human being. Uh, Out of all great the black. Comedian, <laughs> talented actress, Miss Seeley from The Color Purple. Um, star of The View on ABC. And she is getting... She's been recently suspended for two weeks um, for some remarks she said regarding the Jewish people, which I, I, I let me pull it up because I want to, I don't want to lose my job. She made some comments about the Holocaust and I will... So, so she basically said was that no, uh, they're talking about. Right. Listen, we got like three three people listening to this. Then we're gonna move into Whoopi Goldberg. But um, basically, she said that that she got, the, got it. She said that the Holocaust was about man's inhumanity to man, and not about race. Right. And then they were trying to correct her, like in real time. Like, no, it's it was about race. And she was like, no, no, no. Like, once you take, once you put race into it, it's white on white crime. So you can't put race into it. It's just man being horrible to another man. So then, of course, you know, that enraged uh, the Jewish community, and like Wood likes to say, they wanted their pound of flesh. So she has now been suspended for two whole weeks. Um, so people have been upset about that because there have been a lot of times there have been um, ignorance on the part of the white co-hosts or guests when it comes to black people. And the uh, punishment hasn't been this severe. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg Goldberg has come on and apologized and said that what she said was wrong and she's still learning, blah, blah, blah. So that's what that's about. And she was still getting the boot. I think she might be done, though, because at this point, does she even really need the view? I feel like she's the star of the view. She's the the key contributor. She's the host, basically, for all intents and purposes. Um... She, I, I would move on, and I mean, because I guess I'm surprised that she was suspended, given that she apologized immediately. In context, I don't, I don't even know what she said was extremely insulting. I doesn't matter. From a bad it does, place, doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't know okay. why. I don't. I don't know why black people get all bent out of shape about that shit. Like it doesn't fucking matter what she said. It doesn't matter if it was true. It doesn't matter if it was false. Nobody is allowed to comment on the black experience with black people. Period. I don't give a fuck how intelligent the white person is or how intelligent the Hispanic person is or the white, whatever the fuck. They can't speak about slavery if they're not black and tell black people how to fucking feel. 
You don't have license to do that. I don't care how articulate you are in your in your communication. You can't. You don't have license to do that. And black people will get in your shit if you decide that you have license to do that. Doesn't matter what you said. Like, bitch, who the fuck are you? Black people do that shit all the fucking time. So, but black people also feel that they have a monopoly on persecution. So they feel that we had some fucked up shit happen to us. So we should be able to go go about our business and say shit about other people. And it may be an articulate opinion. I don't necessarily think that whatever the fuck Whoopi Goldberg said was bad. But Whoopi, you ain't Jewish. So I don't know what the fuck made you think that you was about to go into their fucking house. Because anything that has a fucking television or a production studio belongs to the Jewish people. You're going to go in their fucking house and you're going to try to fucking pontificate upon your motherfucking uh, altar and give your opinion on the shit. And you're not Jewish. They worse than us. What the fuck you thought was going to fucking happen? You don't have license to speak on the Jewish experience. Doesn't matter the veracity. Her last name is Goldberg, so she thought that shit was straight. Yeah, that shit shit ain't shit ain't straight. That's that's her fake name. That shit ain't straight. Let her know that immediately. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's like people people keep running into the fucking bear trap that is anti-Semitism. Like they don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen. Bruh, it's the third rail of of commentary. Don't talk about the fucking Jewish people. Just don't do it. Like you don't like you don't know how that shit is about to go. But you do know that it's probably not going to be good for you. Nobody has talked about the Jewish people and that shit came out straight. Like, damn, I gave my commentary on the Jews and I, I they gave me five hundred thousand dollars. Said nobody ever. The shit always goes bad. So don't talk about it. What the Goldberg's real name is Karen Johnson. Damn, that's so black. I did not know that. Very black name. Well, I'm sorry for Whoopi because I don't know if she's gonna be able to come back from this. Maybe because she could do her own thing, start a podcast or something. She can come back, man. Them them old white women that watch The View in the morning love Whoopi. Yeah, that's their only black friend, so she'll she'll be fine. She apologized. She came head hand head in hand, and oh, I'm so sorry for what I said. Hat in hand, you know all that shit. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, sorry. I guess you could go head in head. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we probably want to see it chopped off or whatever. Well, prayers up for a man. Um, Do you need to pray for Whoopi, though? I mean, I, I don't think I need to pray for Mainers. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know what? Got a prayer. You know what? Got a prayer quota. I got a strict prayer quota, boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the prayer quota? Like, like, so first of all, I got a filter, right? Wood, like, Wood is not going to pray for you in perpetuity. Probably not. I'm not going to so pray you, for you, you if your prayer is stupid. Like, prayer, might, you might get more than one, but that shit is not fair. Hey, y'all. I'm tell you how I know that. Go ahead. Hey, y'all. I'm about to go do, I'm about to go do tryouts for, the, for my intramural basketball team. I just want y'all to lift me up in prayer. Like, I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to pray for you to, like, get on your intramural basketball team. Like, I'm not about to do it. If somebody's sick, I got you. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to go like big promotion or something like that, I might think about it. I mean, I really don't want to do that, but I will because it's important. Maybe you owe me money or not. Yeah, it depends know. on how much money you make. Right. Money. If you already blessed already, like you already blessed beyond measure. Yeah. But you're some people good. are like repeat offenders on prayer requests. Like they'll have prayer requests like to a quarter. And it's like, bro, you need a whole lot of prayer. You need to be more involved in church if you need that much prayer in a year. I feel. And why you keep coming to us for prayer? Why don't you need to spread the prayer around? There needs to be different teams that are praying for you. I think one of the homies was going through a crisis one time. And he had like three prayer requests and it was like 
back to back to back. <laughs> and Will was like, I'm sorry, you gotta reach your prayer club. <laughs> That's when I was like, oh shit. Why don't even pray for you but for so long? Can't do it. Obviously the first <laughs> obviously the first two events weren't important enough. You need to you need to ask for prayer more wisely. <laughs> All right, well, we about to close this shit out, but I did have a question. So we we talked about this a few weeks ago where uh Taco Bell was introducing chicken wings. And I, they said there were chicken wings out there, but no one ever got them. That shit was only for a week, apparently. Hold on. I went out there and tried to get them the day after the podcast. You know, and they were already gone. They didn't. They didn't they already canceled them. Man, when I tell you, the lady looked at me like I was dumb because it was a Popeye's next door and a wing stop across the street. And I'm at Taco Bell's. Taco Bell's. Asking for wings. And she was like, well, first off, we out of wings. And we don't serve wings to after 2 o'clock p.m. You can go to another Taco Bell, but they probably going to be out of wings, too. <laughs> she said that was just So why would you even come over here? Right. That was for a limit. And it's for a limited time. Today's the last day. I was like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell nobody that shit. They didn't well, tell nobody that thing, but we never saw a commercial. Why would you go in before 11? Uh, huh? No, she said before 12 o'clock. Said, before 12, huh? I said 12. <laughs> no, it's like, it's 12 o'clock. Huh? Like, not 12 o'clock. I was that, for lunch. That, huh? That, that I need more time to process, huh? Stay on Taco Bell. <laughs> hey, boy, don't you, don't you hate when a nigga needs that extra two seconds to then. think? Yeah, huh? No, nah, because I, I wonder why he said 11. No, nah, she said not. So after two. And I was in one of those lines where, like, you couldn't get out. So I was stuck. So I ended up having so to buy some Taco Bell. You have to buy Taco Bell. Oh, Casanova. And uh, you about to go to the store? Huh? Oh, yeah, I'm about to go. Why'd you say, huh? <laughs> you won't fucking answer me. You knew what uh, I fucking said. No, I didn't. So I do that sometimes on rare occasions because it takes my brain a second or two to catch up. But. You need that buffer. <laughs> yeah, like, I've. In my mind, I heard you ask me something, but I don't know what you said. And I'm like, huh? But in the time it takes you to answer, I'm like, oh, yeah, you asked me what's on the way to Popeye's. And I'm like, no, I'm not. If you can hear, you can hear. <laughs> go ahead. Huh? I don't know. So McDonald's, so I was going to come up with, um, submit another challenge, basically. So McDonald's has done something called menu hacks where you could order these outrageous things and they will um, like combinations of food basically. And uh, the main thing they said was the, the McDonald's land, air and sea burger, um, which is a mixture of, it looks like a filet of fish, uh, a, a cheeseburger and um, a crispy chicken all in one, uh, monstrous uh, heart-stopping sandwich. We used to do that at, at J House in New Orleans. Like, y'all y'all ever heard of, like, Papa in New Orleans? What's, what's that? Uh, so this, this is Jared's granddaddy. Shout out to, to Papa and, and Jay. So, we would go to New Orleans, and I remember the first time I went, he was like, you know, my grandfather, his grandfather, a retired police officer or whatever, but he did, like, security at the McDonald's or whatever just to keep that shit safe. So it's New Orleans. We drinking, we kicking it or whatever. And it's like, hey, man, I'm hungry. Like, are we going to go get something to eat? Like a poor boy or something like, you know, soak up his liquor. He'd be like, nah, don't worry about it. Like, Papa about to get off. He about, he works at McDonald's. He about to bring us some fucking McDonald's. 
So niggas would go home like thinking that there's about to be like McDonald's, McDonald's, but there's about to be some Big Macs or something there, like quarter pounders and shit like that. And he'd put them, he'd put the shit in like the Big Mac carton. So you'll see that when you get home, like, oh, fucking right. Hey, this nigga wasn't tripping. This nigga wasn't lying. Pawpaw hooked it up. He brought Big Mac, he brought quarter pounders, whatever. And you'll open the carton and there'll be like 10 patties. And no, no bun. No fixings and nothing like that. Like, all right, there go some patties right there. And you might get like some white bread or something like that and put, <laughs> and put it on the white bread with your own ketchup and shit. And I had never seen that shit before. And I'm like, this is not what I thought you meant by this nigga's about to bring McDonald's home. So that was like, we used to do like uh, McDonald's hacks before McDonald's hacks. So, so I looked it up. So they have a. He did the land, air, and sea. Surf and turf is a fillet of fish and a double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crunchy double. It is six chicken McNuggets, Ugh. barbecue sauce, Ugh. plus a double cheeseburger all together. And the hash brown McMuffin is a sausage McMuffin with egg and a hash brown. So that sounds delightful. I like that. That sounds delicious. So listen. So listen. This morning I went. Well, actually, this happened two times. So I. Usually I stop at Chick-fil-A for breakfast. I didn't want Chick-fil-A. So I was like, well, let me stop at McDonald's, see if it tickles my fancy. So then I saw, oh, shit, they had the menu hack. I should probably get this shit because I know we're probably going to talk about it on the podcast. So I went up there and I said, hey, can I get the hash brown McMuffin? She said, you want a sausage McMuffin and a hash brown? I said, no, no, no. Y'all have, like, a hash brown McMuffin. Like, the the hash brown comes on on the sandwich all together. So she said, so you want a sausage McMuffin with egg and a hash brown? I said, yeah. So I pull around <laughs> and I and I like took a picture. I was like, yeah, look, like y'all have like a hash brown McMuffin. That's what it's called. She said, oh, you want the menu hack. You got to order the menu hack. Like that's the name of the fucking sandwich. So <laughs> I got, she ended up just giving me a sausage McMuffin with egg yeah, and a hash brown. But Right. And I thought, you know, it might be new and they didn't have like a morning. She was at the morning meeting or whatever they have. But I definitely <laughs> wasn't going to put my own hash brown on my sausage McMuffin like a peasant. So maybe it, I'll, I'll try that. Maybe they got it together next time I go to a McDonald's breakfast. Do y'all I eat that tomorrow? I think that's the only one I would try because I don't fuck with the filet of fish. Because it's got a creamy sauce? Look, you know me. You give me wood. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't know what that, we, we don't, don't know, know what fish, fish is that is. I think it's tilapia. Nah. In the cod or something? Wait, 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 wait. To make it's fish? You think it's tilapia? Nah, I'm just joking. I don't know what it is. They I always say it's mince fish, so it could be a it could be a combination, a collaboration of fishes. Alright, cool. So if Definitely if not mullet. I'm gonna try some shit. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share my thoughts next week. I guess we all. I guess that fitness see. challenge went down the drain. No, no, no. What's, what's I'm still doing a fitness with? challenge, but I'm, a, I'm a still going to try me a, a surf and surf though. I'm not fucking with that shit. I mean, I, I'm at that time in my life where I gotta like strategically like eat tums and shit when I before I do some bullshit. Excuse me, some bullshit like this. Oh shit! I hear it. Yeah. Some Pepsi. Pizza, yeah. yeah, I can't eat like pizza too late at night or oh, that shit. That acid will fuck, fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> that acid will whoop my ass. 
Nigga, I made some turkey chili last week, and I thought I was going to die. That shit was delicious, but boy, I was begging. I was like, you, you can take me out like this, Lord. I, I, I'll, I'll be fine. Nah, man. Like, old, old nigga confessions. Like, nah, one time I tried that shit, and that acid reflux came up, like, about 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, like a, that's when the like kids. geyser. And then I ran to the back. I thought I was about to throw up. That shit burnt the, the life out of me, nigga. So I ran downstairs and get some water to try to cool that shit off and end up sleeping uh, erect. Not in the penis, but like... Oh, I'm like, about to say, wait a minute. Uh, That's not a like side effect. I, I, I'm aware of Now niggas trying to get at the reflux. <laughs> right, <now>. right. <laughs> oh, just, uh, like just so I you know, the filet of fish is made from Alaskan pollock. Oh, shit. That's fancy. A little bit. I'm definitely getting me a um, surfing turk tomorrow. No fries. Orange I see. That'd be a nice. Mine's are probably better for you than the orange I see. But. Yeah. Um, you gotta take my word for it. You've rocked with us this far on the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respect. With all due respect, I was going through Facebook um, as is normal custom for me. And I saw an interesting post from a friend. Uh, she's basically saying I'm my goal for the year is to look for all black service providers. So like, you know, black folks to do her nails and do her hair and all that type of shit. Um, it's Black History Month. We're going to be talking about black businesses um, for the remaining uh, episodes for the month. Uh, and it's always a great, exciting time to learn more about businesses that are, businesses that are out there. But I'm going to join my friend and request to support having black service providers specifically. I obviously have a black barber. Um, I do have a black massage therapist, but I'm going to go a step further. Um, I need to get my teeth taken care of. I need a black dentist. Um, I need a new black doctor because my doctor moved into a different practice. Uh, so that's a, that's a goal of mine. Um, I think it's important for us to have black folks that provide our services, not just because, especially for health and, and health and beauty reasons, health, um, because there it's relatable. We have someone that understands our, our issues, um, because they probably have the same issues in their family. I should be hereditary. Um, but really just making sure that we're aligned, um, understanding the stresses that we deal with. I mean, I know that's a big deal for my um, massage therapist. I understand the normal wear and tear. I understand the normal stress of just being a nigga. So all that stuff is important. And I would encourage you all to do the same, um, not just to help the black dollar circulate, but just to have someone that's aligned with your thoughts and the way that you operate, with all due respect. With all due respect, um, you know, people say check on your strong friends and, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about mental health these days and all of these things in light of the former Miss America, Miss USA, I'm not sure which one, who committed suicide. And so 
what we often fail to realize is that uh, this issue is two-pronged. One, it's great to check on your friends or family members or whomever. However, sometimes we have um, our, like our reaction or whatever is one of uh, mitigation or minimizing their uh, thoughts and feelings. So it's like Man, um, this this week been crazy at work. My manager did this, whatever the case might be. And then you're like, oh, that ain't nothing, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to stop doing that. Like, I've heard some of my friends in the medical profession say that pain is what the patient says it is. So uh, during these trying times or if you're reaching out to a friend because maybe you think something is wrong or you know, you have that inclination or maybe something indicates that or whatever. We have to be mindful of the fact that we have to accept their testimony and their truth as just that. We are not really in a position to dispute it or otherwise try to minimize their thoughts and feelings. So that's just something to think about. Um, you know, you sometimes the uh, outcry or you know, the solicitation of help is something that is uh, something that may be like very thinly veiled or something like that. And you have to be just kind of paying attention to what's going on. But by no means should you, you know, minimize how anybody feels. So just keep that in mind. You know, if you're reaching out to your friends to check on them or what have you, basically you just have to accept what they say is truth and, you know, Try to be mindful of your words as you try to maybe work through certain situations with them with all due respect. With all due respect, um, life is not a meritocracy. Um, as much as we believe or how much we wish it was that, you know, thinking of Brian Flores in this instance, that if we line people up and, you know, based on their particular merits, they should be able to compete against someone else and you should be judged completely on your merits. Whether that's on your job, whether that's, you know, football team, whatever it is. But life is not a meritocracy, right? We see that in our everyday life, right? Like you can see that the people that do the most work are not the people that make the most money, right? The people that make the most money are people that are oftentimes not the smartest. They're oftentimes not the fastest. They're oftentimes not like the best people, right? But we do understand and we do see that people that do get ahead and people that do stay in an organization or stay in a company are people that can build and manage relationships, right? I, I, I mentor young professionals who want to get into cybersecurity and get into IT. And I tell them all the time, being an asshole will get you fired much faster than not being good at your job. You cannot be good at your job, but if you are a good team member, you don't get, you don't piss people off and you know how to work well with people, you will stay, right? You will stay there for a long time. That motherfucker will never leave, right? Because you can always work with people. It's the people that even may be above average or may be good at their job, but they can't work with people, right? They rub people the wrong way. Those are the people that will always be shown the door because I can always help you get better. I can teach you a skill. I can make you learn. I can get you training, but I can't make you not be an asshole. I can't change who you are as a person. And a lot of times as black people, that's frustrating because we work so hard 
to be proficient at whatever it is the hell that we do, whether it's sports, whether it's working at the bank, whether it's being a doctor or whatever it is. Right. And we're so fucking good at our job. We're better than everybody else. Right. But then we get to that point in our career and there's a point in everybody's career when you go from being implementer, worker bee, you know, on the assembly line to a manager, to a customer facing asset, to a uh, strategy, thought leader, something like that. Relationships matter at that point. Right. And a lot of times it's frustrating as young black professionals, because when we go into these rooms, nobody looks like us. We didn't go to these Rhode Island institutes and shit like that or grow up in fucking Boston and know a lot of these buzzwords and codes. And, you know, I didn't grow up like wearing the shit that you wore. So it's hard for me to connect. Right. And a lot of times we feel uncomfortable in these rooms because we don't relate to a lot of those things. So we will recede. We will say, I don't need to do that. I would just be better at my job. But once again, if you can't engage and build those relationships, as tough as it is for us, we are at a disadvantage in that lane to build relationships, especially when everybody in the room doesn't look like us. But it is so important for us to be able to go into those rooms, be comfortable or seem comfortable because I am not comfortable in those rooms, but I seem comfortable and being able to engage with people, build those relationships and be comfortable so that now are you going from an implementer worker be whatever the fuck it is, Spaces Rockets creator to that thought leader. And you can build those relationships and that will help you stay. And that will help you rise in any organization or any company much faster and much more solidly than I'm just really, really good in my job. I've seen so many young professionals that are so good at their job, but they can't build those relationships, right? They don't, those soft skills never really develop and they're really hard to develop. I'm not saying it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Most, I will never be 100% comfortable in those fucking rooms, but it's so, so important. And you can't take offense when people are looking for those sort of things from you and you're saying, but I'm really, really good at my job and it's frustrating, but you can't get frustrated when people are looking for that other piece for you, from you. That's the growth. That's the stretch goal. That's that extra piece you need to unlock to become that fucking rock star that you want to be. So when you're going through your, your your professional life and you're looking to unlock that next level, think about that. Think about the relationship portion. Think about the the human element. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times that will take you to the next level with all due respect. <clears throat> with all due respect, next week is uh, Valentine's weekend slash Super Bowl. Um, but I've been getting a lot of just I've been hearing a lot of discussions just about uh, relationships. I guess that's just the nature of the time of year. Um, I hear about a lot of exes popping up in people's lives and just just a whole bunch of dating issues that are going on. Um, and I had one of my homegirls. Uh, she she's dating in one of these cities where it's hard to date man, apparently black man. Uh, and we're just talking. I was asking her how dating life's going, and she was like, "Uh, you know, all right." She's kind of, you know, not like she's throwing in a towel, but she she texts me uh, that the older we get, I feel like I have to pick which issue I can deal with. Like I can't have it all anymore. Um, 
And I told her, like, not tell her, but we had a discussion about, like, I feel like at this age, we have to start taking more of a realistic approach to dating. Um, it's not going to be the fairy tale that we once thought it was going to be. So that list of, like, oh, they can't have any kids. We're in our 30s, 40s. Most motherfuckers going to have kids. Or they've been married before. You know what I'm saying? And at this big old age that we're all at, a lot of people have relationship PTSD. So a lot of people still don't know how to deal with uh, conflict resolutions and just things that come with relationships. Uh, so some of that stuff, you you might have to deal with some stuff you don't. I mean, you definitely have a, you know, a motherfucker worships the devil and you love Jesus. It's not going to work out. But just having more of an open-minded um, approach to dating, like some people still don't are like, I'm not, I'm not getting on dating apps. Okay. Well, that's where a lot of people are going to meet. I mean, I think we talked about it on this podcast, how <clears throat> some people felt like it was, uh, you know, they would never do that, but where else are you going to meet somebody to date? If, you know, if you're not out in the clubs, you're not mingling at bars, you cannot do dating apps, but that's going to sh- shrink your pool of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, a physicalist. If you're only gonna date somebody six foot, or you're only gonna date a chick that's that only had that has a big booty and, and big titties, just know that you're shrinking your dating pool, and you might end up never finding that person because at one point your pool is gonna be shallow. You don't have like two fish in there, and one of them fish gonna be gay, right? So, and that's going both ways. No pun intended. So, just everybody who's out there who's uh still looking for love and still looking for a partner or companionship. Um, just, just don't get, um, so set in your ways. I've always said, not, I've always said women always say that men can talk their way out of some pussy. I feel like a lot of times women can talk their way out of a relationship. Uh, a lot of, a lot of guys I talked to were like, man, I liked her, but like she was just too much or she was just moving too fast. You know, like, I had a lot going on and I couldn't move as fast as she wanted to. One chick, um, a guy she was dating was, was in a different city. And on paper, she was like, you know, physically, um, it's what she wanted. Financially, he was doing well in his job. Uh, but he wasn't moving fast enough to come see me. Well, the nigga had gotten COVID, right? And then right after COVID, it was like, well, when are we going to see each other? And, you know, like, it's just as you get older, more people are stuck in their ways. And both women and men just at this age just want peace. They just want vibes. You know what I'm saying? So if you are still checking off this list and all the stuff you will or will not do once you meet somebody and what they have to do, just know that you're shrinking your dating pool. uh, And maybe in 2022, you should give some things up and try some new things with all due respect.